Today is International Mother Language Day. That's cute. Wow, also, I thought you were going to say International Blorbo Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, happy International Blorbo Day, everyone. Today we're starting Lazarus Rising. Wait, I didn't I haven't even done the intro. Yeah, I know. Okay. Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivim or it-its, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ashcommaman. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at LazarusEmma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter at Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Uh, today we are finally, finally yeah. talking about finally. season four, episode one, Lazarus Rising, and episode two. Are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. Uh, well, content yeah. warnings yeah. for these episodes. We're here. <laughs> will include content warnings for this episode include being buried alive, claustrophobia, incest, possession, lost time, and stolen identity, eye horror, allusions to torture, gore, death of children, suicide, and anti-blackness. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our Askbox on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Is this a good time for me to admit that my username is, my, my URL is definitely from is, this episode? I, I had been wondering. It's not entirely because Emma Lazarus is a real person and I love her. Yeah. And um, as a Jewish queer writer in New York, I've I'm honoring her legacy, but it's not not because of Supernatural. <laughs> all I knew is it was definitely not because of, like, the Christian Lazarus. That's all no. I knew. That was a given. Yeah. I know some things occasionally. Um, okay, well, let's get right to it. I'm doing this synopsis off the... What? I, oh, I just went, let's go very quietly to not interrupt oh. you, but I interrupted you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Wyatt. Uh, I'm going to do this uh, synopsis off the dome piece because I watched this episode twice. I have the, the transcript open. So let's fucking All go, right. bro. Let's get, um, the, let's get that that classic Word of God episode one synopsis where none of us actually wrote synopsis. Synopsis. That was not my fault this week. I don't have one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're good. Okay, <laughs> um, so we open... With the road so far, ACDC is playing over the top. You shook me all night long. Yay. It's fucking great. This opening fucks. Um, there, it's basically just like a they they do a lot of like timing up like impacts of punches and shit to yeah, it's um, good. The music. It's, it's a well great. edited AMV. <laughs> uh huh. It's yes. I'm a simple man. Uh, and then we see the title card. We get a new title card. Fuck yeah, new season. Yeah, there's spooky card. bats now. Yeah. Um so we open with the a very kind of silly I think it's silly. Um like kind of flash of just Dean's eyes like going back and forth. He's covered in blood, there's screams. This is hell apparently. Um we don't get any more information than that, but it's it seems really it feels really silly to me. Um and then all of a sudden it cuts out. Dean wakes up in a dark place. He turns on his lighter and he starts like yelling for help. He realizes that he's in a coffin. 
six feet under the ground. He um, got buffied, everybody. He got buffied. He has to dig himself out of his own grave. It's really good. I'm amazed he didn't die. Six feet is a lot. Um, it's a lot of dirt, guys. Um, yeah. So when he gets out, he stands up, and the camera, like, zooms out, and it's this huge circle of devastation. All the trees are knocked over. Which is um, where my foreshadowing from, like, seasons ago comes back. Oh yeah, the, the bit about unholy ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad Wyatt gets to see all this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, so he, um, yeah, so there's devastation. Um, and then Dean's, like, walking down the street. It's really hot. It's September, apparently. Um, he gets to a gas station. He breaks in. He gets some water, some food, some money, and unfortunately, a busty Asian beauties magazine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he's in the middle of going through the cash register. Oh, sorry, I almost forgot the most important part. Um, he looks in the mirror, lifts his shirt. Uh, trans Dean moments. Um, but if you remember, <laughs> he got ripped to shreds by a couple of hellhounds. Um, but he's like no scars, nothing. And then he lifts his well, sleeve. One scar. <laughs> <laughs> One scar. He lifts his sleeve, and on his... Is that his left shoulder? Yeah, on his left shoulder is a handprint. Um, burn mark. Fuck, yeah, like a burn mark. It fucking rocks. Um, it slaps so hard. It Gata slaps. Put well, a handprint I guess on. somebody slapped him so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> slaps the roof of Dean Winchester. Um... Yeah, so Dean's in the middle of pulling cash out of the cash register when the TV beside him turns on. He's a little confused. Turns the TV off. Turns back on again. The radio turns on. It's, um, what is it? What is it? In the Shadow of the Valley. Uh, I don't know who it's actually by, but Alex recognized it immediately because it's in Fallout New Vegas. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it's really good. Um, and then, so immediately Dean's like, oh, fuck, there's like a demon or a ghost or something. Um, so he starts pouring salt along the windows and the door, and then there's this high-pitched ringing. It gets so high that, like, Dean has to cover his ears. The windows blow in. Um, it's really great. Um, Dean finds a payphone. He tries to call Sam. The number's been disconnected. He calls Bobby. Um, Bobby does not believe that it's him. He thinks someone is either pranking yeah. him or, like, a, there's a, you know, a demon mocking him or whatever. Um, uh, so he gets really mad. Um... So Dean kind of gives up. Then he finds a car. He um, hot wires it, uses that to make his getaway. Now we're at Bobby's house. Bobby opens the door and there's Dean. So Bobby does not believe that it's Dean, obviously. He takes out a silver knife, tries to stab him with it. They have a little bit of a scuffle. Dean says such a line he says whoa 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 wait your name is robert steven singer you became a hunter after your wife got possessed and you're about the closest thing i have to a father bobby it's me bobby lowers the knife puts a hand on dean's shoulder and then he slashes again dean like disarms him because i'm not a shapeshifter bobby's like then you're a revenant and then dean's like okay well if i was either of those things would i do this with a silver knife and he cuts his arm and bobby is like starting to believe it and then they're, they're talking, Dean's explaining himself, and then all of a sudden, Bobby splashes him with some holy water. <laughs> it's, it's a great bit. To the face it's shot. really funny. It's very funny. <laughs> the, yeah, it's a, it's a lube. 
loop shot. Real quick, if you didn't listen to that one specific episode where we talked about all the water being lube, that probably made no sense to you. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> with this being the Castiel episode, we might get some new listeners here. Just to explain that, yeah, all the water they use is lube, presumably because it's easier to like clean and dry up, but I don't I don't know. I think it also like shows up on camera better or something. Yeah, yeah that would um, also make but sense. But yeah, every time they're like throwing holy water around, yeah. it's lube. So like when Dean does a little like spit take because he got lube in his mouth, that is lube. Yuck. I hope they at least got like the flavored stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the kind you see in gas stations. That's why the CW went broke. <laughs> the banana flavored <laughs> lube. <laughs> um, so... Dean asks about Sam. Sam's fucking dropped off the face of the earth, but as far as Bobby knows, he's alive. Dean believes that Sam is responsible for getting whatever it was that was so fucking powerful to get him out of hell. It turns out that Sam insisted on burying Dean because Dean would need a body when Sam got him back. So Dean's like, great. He fucking sold his soul or some shit. Yeah. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> so true. Um... So Dean's like, whatever he did was, like, fucked up and totally powerful. He shows Bobby the handprint. Bobby's like, poof, yikes. So Dean calls the cell phone company, gets a tracking number on um, Sam's phone. Love that the name Sam has on it is Wedge Antilles. Turns out Bobby has been drinking a lot. He's been having a lot of trouble coping with Dean's death. We are all very sad about it. Um, so turns out Sam is right near where uh, Dean popped up in Pontiac, Illinois. So that oh, lends more credence that. to the Sam sold his soul thing. Sam made a deal. So they knock on a hotel door. A woman opens up. She's not dressed. She's wearing a tank top and underwear. Um, and she's like, and so she goes, where's the it? pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Which we will have it's, to it's... talk about later. Okay. Yes. Don't ask yes. me why. Pizza. Um... <laughs> Mickey so Smith voice, stupid. pizza. <laughs> this show is um, so dumb. It is so dumb. Um, so she thinks that they're here to deliver pizza. Sam comes out like, hey, what's up? He sees Dean. Has the same response as Bobby. Bobby has to like pull Sam off like, hey, I already did this. It's okay. Um, meanwhile, this poor woman's standing here like, uh... Yeah, she's like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. She, think she makes a comment about Dean and Sam being a couple. Yep. Uh, yep. hit the, hit the little dinger for that. Yep. Um, so she's like, okay, I'm gonna go. So she gets dressed. Sam doesn't remember her name. Um, so we kind of, seems very hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see how Sam has been coping with Dean's death. Dean asks Sam, like, you know, what did it cost? Sam thinks he means the girl. Um, Turns out Sam didn't make a deal. He's in Illinois because he's been tracking Lilith down, trying to get revenge or something. Um, he's also wearing a real nice shirt in this scene. We've never seen Sammy wear a shirt like this before. It's like a really nice, know, really noticed. douchey shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I hate this shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, turns out that Sam tried to make a deal with a demon, but nobody would deal. Um, Gee, Sam's or Dean's soul uh, is really important to be in hell, huh? Hmm. And then the last line before the commercial break is Dean going, "If he didn't pull me out, then what did?" Um, he. So, he he. Um, so then they're all sitting in the motel room. Um, this is where Sam tells him that he has been trying to find Lilith. Bobby makes 
a comment like, oh, you're doing that all by yourself. Who do you think you are, your old man? Turns out that Sam was tracking some demons in Tennessee and out of nowhere they came up here about the same time that Dean got out. They assume that some badass demon dragged him out of hell and now the demons are congregating in the area. So it's, you know, something like the Devil's Gate, probably. Bobby wants to know if Dean's feeling okay, if he feels like a little bit demonic. Um, <laughs> they're all like, there's no way that like a demon let you out of hell for like a good reason. So mm. Bobby mentions that he knows a psychic a few hours from where they are saying that she might have heard something from the other side. They leave. We get Dean reuniting with the Impala. It's great. He's very disappointed because Sam put an iPod jack in yeah. it. Um, is <laughs> What's playing... the song? Is this... Yeah. I have no idea. Hold oh, on. Oh, okay. What's the... Where's the super wiki? Four point it says um, Vision by Jason Mans in the transcript. That sounds... I see. Douchey. What's like... I'm just... I'm <laughs> I'm on Dean's side here. Sam's seemed to <laughs> a little bit of a douchebag. <laughs> Which you know what grief does some grief does things to all of us. <laughs> okay. Oh what? what? Wh- excuse me. J- Jason Jason Mans is a folk rock musician who released his debut album in two thousand six. Jensen Ackles has sung backing vocals for Jason on several oh, occasions. Oh, that's why. That's why it's in this episode. That's okay. really funny. That's a yeah. great little Easter egg. Another time, I did know maybe, Jensen well, sings, but... Maybe the first time that they're, like, specifically making fun of Jensen, besides just calling Dean pretty. Incredible. I love learning things about Supernatural. It never ends. <laughs> yeah. So, Dean asks Sam about, like, what happened with Lilith, because she was going to kill Sam. Sam explains that he was immune or something. Yeah. We already know this. Dean's worried that it's Sam's, like, psychic stuff. Sam's like, well, you didn't want me to do that, so I didn't do it. And then he asks about Ruby, and... Sam says dead or in hell. Sam lies here. So they they arrive at the psychic's house. Her name is Pamela. She hugs Bobby. She's really happy to see him. I love Pamela, by the way. She's yeah. good. Um, she flirts a little bit with Dean and Sam. Bobby asks if she's heard anything from the ghost. She says, no, I've asked like a dozen people. No one seems to know what's happening. Bobby asks, okay, well, now what? They're going to do a seance and try and catch a look at whatever... Uh, pulled Dean out of hell. They start doing that. Um, well, there's first of all, there's flirting and a promise of Dean being able to hook up with Pamela and Sam being like, she's going to eat you alive, um, which is great. I love their, like, it's sleazy, but, like, I think it's adorable how, they're, like, they're Dean elbows. They're little guys here. Yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. have very, like, cute energy, even though they're, like, mm-hmm. objectifying women. <laughs> Yeah, Dean elbows. She's Sam objectifying them. Everybody's objectifying everybody. Yeah, it's fine. They're consenting back, adults. So it's fine. It's good. Exactly. Yeah. Dean elbows Sam when he spots Pamela's uh, tramp stamp. She takes it in total stride, <laughs> turns it around, and uses it to flirt with Dean. It's great. I love Pamela. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting at the seance table. There's a moment where Pamela touches Dean's dick um, uh-huh. before she puts her hand on the handprint scar. She starts chanting, and then we get her, like, talking to the being she's trying to contact. She says, no, sorry, Castiel, I don't scare easy. Dean asks Castiel. She says, it's name. It's whispering to me, uh-huh. warning me to turn back. And this keep it keeps escalating, the table's shaking, and then the candles flare up, and Pamela's eyes catch fire in this, like, white yeah, light. Yeah, it's rough. Burn totally out of her face. It's messed up, yeah. 
Yeah. Sam and Dean are sitting inside of a diner. Pam is stable. She's out of the ICU, so that's good. Um, but Dean's like, yeah, she's blind now because of us. This fucking sucks. We still have no idea what's going on. Um, but all they know is its name, Castiel. So they, they think maybe they could summon him. And Sam's like, no, that's fucking crazy. That's, like, so dangerous. And then Sam suggests, like, tracking down the demons and seeing if they know anything. The waitress comes over, puts their pie down, and sits down next to them. And Dean's like, what do you want? She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were looking for us. And flashes her black yeah. eyes. Turns out this demons, this diner is full of demons. It's fun. Fucking great. <laughs> There's a conversation between Dean and the demon... She's really mad that he got to just, like, leave hell. She threatens him, but Dean's like, my guess is whatever pulled me out is way stronger than you are, and you don't want to fuck with that. And then he slaps her. It's not great. <sighs> and then they just kind of stroll out, and Dean's like, God, that was fucking close. We skip to Dean. Falling, uh, Dean is asleep on the couch. Sam sneaks out, taking the Impala. And then as Dean sleeps, the television turns on, the radio turns on. We have a repeat of the scene at the gas station. There's a lot of glass. Dean almost gets killed by the mirror on the ceiling. Um, Bobby comes in and grabs him out. Then we skip to Bobby and Dean in Bobby's car. Dean calls Sam. Sam says that he went out to get a burger because he couldn't sleep. He's standing outside the diner where all the demons were. They both lie to each other here, which is great. We love lying. <laughs> Sam pretends that he's not facing off with the demons. Dean doesn't tell him. Uh, what happened at the motel. Um, so Dean convinces Bobby that they're going to try and summon this Castiel uh, to make a stand because he doesn't want to be caught, quote-unquote, with his pants down again and just get killed by glass. That's the shit that killed Doc Ock's wife. You don't want that. That's true. <laughs> um, Bobby's like, this is a bad fucking idea, but okay. So cut back to Sam. He comes in, finds the demons all, like, dead on the floor. Their eyes have been burned out, just like Pamela. Um, he gets jumped by the waitress. She has also had her eyes burned out of her skull, but she's still alive. They fight. Sam's like, okay, well, what is it? She tells him to go to hell. And then we see Sam, with his mind powers, exercise the demon. Um, and then the woman from before comes out and is like, nice job, Sam. And we find out that this woman is Ruby. The stuff at the motel was just a charade. Uh-huh. She was just fucking with them. Which is fair. <laughs> Sam's like, well, we thought some high-level demon might have pulled Dean out. Ruby's like, absolutely not. There's no demon that can do that sort of thing. I've never seen what can do that sort of thing. Um, Ruby is absolutely scared shitless. Um, then we cut back to the warehouse and... There's symbols literally all over the walls and the ceiling. I'm sure we will talk about this. L literally, there's, just from the picture I have here, there's a whole bunch of pentagrams. There's, like, the Jesus fish with a cross uh -huh. in it. Yeah, they put literally every there's holy a, symbol. There's a is, there's is, a giant is... word, chai. There's, like, all sorts of symbols from, like, anything they could think of, which is, mm, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, it, as... We will talk about it. I do want to say, at least conceptually, it's fun as a, like, we need everything. Literally mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter, like, in what order or, like, it's it's sort of, uh, it's maximalism. It's, like, <laughs> like protection against danger slash evil as maximalist as possible, and I find that very entertaining. They're casting yeah, a wide It's visually net. striking. Yeah. It, yes, it's very visually striking. This barn is great. This whole scene is great. We will get there. Um, so they've got, like, everything they need to catch or kill pretty much anything they've ever heard of. 
So now they can do the summoning ritual. And then we cut back to the diner. Sam and Ruby are talking. Ruby says, okay, well, maybe we should, like, slow down, stop doing what we're doing so that you can figure out how to tell Dean because Dean's going to be pissed off. Um, and Sam says, no, I don't want to stop. Like, I'm helping people. Dean's going to be mad no matter what. We'll figure it out. Now we go back to the warehouse. Clearly they've been waiting around a little ti- a little while. They're, like, swinging their little legs. It's so cute. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bobby's whistling. They're bored. Mm-hmm. Dean's like, you sure you did the ritual right? And Bobby, like, stares him down. Um, and then all of a sudden, the tin slats on the roof start fucking going nutso. Dean says, wishful thinking, but maybe it's just the wind. And now... This is the most important scene ever. The yeah. scene. The best scene ever to air television. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the barn door bursts open. I love this. The transcript says, a handsome man in a business suit and trench coat <laughs> stalks in. So, yeah, we get Misha Collins. Hi. Hi, Bestie. Hi, Bestie. This is the, the sex hair that lived in fame in the fandom. <laughs> Turns out they had to absolutely douse Misha so that he wouldn't catch fire. Because um, there's sparks oh. and, like, There's sparks flames, everywhere. Like, everywhere. So that's He's... why he looks the way he does. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so good. Everything about Supernatural is good, but only if it's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Cass, like, walks in. They start shooting him with their shotguns. He doesn't even fucking flinch. The lights are blowing out. There's sparks flying so, everywhere. Did they just kill him? Like, the, the vessel? It's or funny. is no. Angel Rules no, different? No, the, ves- the vessel's not dead. Okay, because 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 that's how demons work. Is if you if the vessel sustains mortal damage, it dies when left behind. Yeah, but demons don't have healing powers. Yeah, okay. angels okay. can okay. heal. Okay, okay, that's just a thing that I was like, <laughs> did they just? <laughs> but okay. yeah, especially considering don't. next episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. we can talk about angels and vessels and other things as we go. Mm-hmm. It will get developed. I just had to. Um, ask. Yeah, so he just kind of like strolls in dean stabs him with the demon knife and Cass just kind of looks down at it in amusement and pulls it out and drops it to the floor he has extremely really big great. dick energy in the scene oh so much so fucking good He's so or smug. should i say big wing energy <laughs> um so dean goes who are you and then Cass says the line the first yeah. line he ever says in this show i'm the one who gripped you tight and raised, raised you, you from, from perdition, perdition. The, the line that's on so many, like, Destiel notebooks and, like, mm-hmm. shirts and shit. The line. Um, and Dean goes, yeah, thanks for that. It was wild Oh, wait, no, and then he the stabs the first him. line. Like, I, I yeah. yeah. The first yeah. line. What the an first. entrance. Um, Bobby attacks Cass. He turns around, puts his fingers on Bobby's forehead. There's, like, whispering. It's really cool. And Bobby drops to the floor. And then Cass turns back to Dean and says, we need to talk Dean alone. And then commercial break. So we come back. Um, Dean is standing worried over Bobby's body. Cass goes, he's alive. Um, we get a little introduction. Um, Dean says, yeah, I figured that much. I mean, what are you? And Cass kind of like looks at him and goes, I'm an angel of the Lord. Wah! Yep. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so excited, you guys. I was slapping so hard of the all first time. time I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This... I've seen this scene probably more times than I've seen literally anything, and that includes, like, all of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. Maybe. It was genuinely hard to take notes for this episode, because I know everything, and I was like, I just need to start talking about it. I don't need to take notes. Yeah, so true. Um, 
So Dean doesn't believe him. Cass says, this is your problem, Dean. You have no faith. Lightning flashes. We see the shadow of enormous wings on the back wall of the barn. It fucking rocks. Yeah. It's so cool. The gif. The supernatural gif. Um, and so Dean's like, well, yeah, well, you're a dick because you burned out Pamela's eyes. And Cass explains that humans can't see Angel's true forms, but some people can. De Cass thought that Dean might have been one of those people. Um, Dean asks about, like, why he looks the way he does. Cass is wearing a vessel. He's possessing someone, essentially. But Cass says he actually prayed for this. He's a very, you know, devout religious man. Dean is like, okay, well, why would an angel rescue me from hell? I'm just going to read this verbatim because it's... <sighs> it's so much. Uh, Cass says, good things do happen, Dean. Yeah. And Dean replies, not in my experience. And Cass says, what's the matter? You don't think you deserve to be saved? And Dean, the, the Jack Dean Joyce's, the micro expressions, and then Dean changes the subject and says, why is, why'd you do it? And Cass says, because God commanded it, because we have work for you. End of the episode. End of episode. Woo! Oh, I'm boy. trying so hard not to just scream into my microphone right now. Like, the, the energy that courses through me when I think about this episode and this scene in particular, mm -hmm. it's so much. The energy that courses through me when I think about Castiel. Um. So true. <laughs> it's so it, i love this this is so good because i'm just like oh who's this like cool columbo looking guy <laughs> it's like i don't know and we're all my best that's friend, my gay also. angel yes also he's more constantine than columbo as we talked about in the chat but mm -hmm. um that's my i haven't seen constantine. significant overlap i keep meaning to read i hear the simon spurrier constantine run is really good i keep meaning to do that to read that but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just gonna quickly scattershot my, like, smaller notes here, because Ash mm -hmm. really summarized up this episode, uh, and Listen, then we can okay. talk more about, like, no, it's fine, I knew this was gonna happen, and then we can talk more broadly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, first, first thing, yeah, the screams cutting in and out is really funny, the way it's like, ah, boom, ah, boom. Also, like... <laughs> Seizure warning for yes, all of these yeah, things. Yeah. It's very flashy. So if you're going to watch this episode, um, be aware of that. There's really cool camera stuff. Like when he comes out, like you talked about the trees all blown out in all directions. The way the camera like spins around him and then goes up into the air to show the trees mm -hmm. is sick as hell. Um, I thought he was still in hell because it has like this really weird like post-apocalyptic feeling. In the mm -hmm. first, like, five minutes, especially when he goes to the empty gas station and everything, the colors are yeah, so true. washed out. We're, like, even past season one, colors washed out. It's, like, mm -hmm. the sunlight is white. Um, yeah, the hand is cool, as we talked about. The, like, the ringing sound and the glass shattering is great. Love spooky angel stuff. The way we think that Sam is, like, being denified, even though later it reveals that, like, this was all, like, an act he and Ruby were putting on is pretty fun. Um, it's like, at first I was like, not my Sammy, and then I was like, oh, he's being Trixie. Um. He got mystery Spotified. Yeah. Spotified. <laughs> Spotified. Uh, I really like the way when they're in the demon diner and are like all being all cool, even though the like slapping around isn't great. Once they're out, they're like, "Ooh boy, that was close. We barely got mm -hmm. out of that one." That was um, great. They do that weird upside down camera thing again when Dean is sleeping, um, where like the camera mm -hmm. does like a loop de loop. It's strange. Um, I think it's to establish that there's a mirror on the ceiling, so that when yeah. Cass tries to talk to him later, we can see it exploding without being like, "Wait, there's yes. a mirror up there." 
Um, but also, um, yeah, it's fine. It's on just... mirrors in this episode. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, sorry, I was like zoning out slightly during the synopsis. Did we talk about Sam just exercising that demon with his mind? Ash said it, but like in one sentence, so we can yeah, it's go like, into that. It's that's a whole that's a whole thing. Let's, we'll talk about that in more detail probably. But yeah, yeah Sam, Sam leveled up. up. Yeah. Like um, he, also, he Sam holds out his hand and like the demon chokes up the smoke of demonness, which sinks it's into sick. The floor and like and a vanishes. portal to hell opens in the floor, kind of. It gets it's like sucked down. It's a cool effect, even mm-hmm. though it's a little PS2. And then Sam um, checks if the vessel survived, but she did not. Yeah. Uh, and Sammy had to live through the same thing twice, and that makes me mm. so sad. The mystery yeah, well, spot time, thing that happened that he... for only four months, not six. Yeah, but still. Yeah, still. Imagine... Um, I couldn't oh. say last time, but I was thinking about it. I was like, well, mystery spot took him six months out of his life, and this, like, mystery spot was actually worse than canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because Sam learned from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the trickster, well, I guess, Mystery kind Spot of got what he didn't wanted. have Castiel interfering. Yes. For some true. reason. Mystery um, Spot versus a mystery. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like particularly what felt like a callback to that of like Sam not answering yeah. Bobby's calls and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Also, unlike Mystery Spot, Sam also had Ruby this time around, which I guess they're yes. a thing now? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, Sorry, that was a horrible noise. Um, they give off the vibes of being a thing. In they the give off the vibes. Save Ruby's yeah. vessel because that's their cover story. And then, like, are they actually a couple? Is it okay. subtext? Who knows? Okay. Remember what I said about cast Ruby parallels? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, the parallels are absolutely there. Of like, here is oh, Dean's so like weird angel buddy. Here is Sam's weird demon buddy. Yeah, we are fellas. Is it properly. gay to su- have a now that Cass buddy? is actually here? <laughs> we can really dig into it. It's so yep. good. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, um, why are you? Yeah, those are all my. Yeah, those are all my scatter shot. Those are all my scatter shots. I say my long notes, but um, I have less than one page of my new notebook. Oh, I should say I have a new notebook um, for this season onwards because my season one to three notebook is pretty much filled and I didn't want to just stick Lazarus Rising at the end of a notebook. Um, Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a notebook that says on the cover, currently disrespecting the intentions and wishes of the supernatural writers, cast, and crew, smiley face. (laughs) And I will link to the notebook where I bought it because it's very good. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, Anyway, so I have less than a page of notes because my notes (laughs) look like um, they say CIRCLE in all caps, which I assume means the circle around the grave thing, because I wanted to remember to say that. And then they say TC, <laughs> because we have a new title card. Um, it's it's like flickering black wings. That's my mm-hmm. baby boy. That's um, my baby boy. Then my notes say in lowercase, bow legs, because <laughs> Jackal's walking down the road. is uh-huh. just like the most cowboy-looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, said, I do love so the funny. sun just like beating down. Yeah, he like he had to take off his flannel because he's sweating through it. It's really good. Uh huh. Um, and on that note, heat. the next note is ca- all caps arms, because Dean has his flannel off and you can see his beautiful arms. I have the the note men's throats dot 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 because so of true. Dean drinking that uh-huh. water. Jackals will be f- drinking something on camera and say, "Is anyone gonna objectify me, or do I have to do this all myself?" Whore. <laughs> 
So my next note is that uh, Misha's name showed up in the opening credits, and I wrote yeah. in all caps, Misha! Yeah. I was very excited. It's the first time I had to make a note of it. Oh, on that note, um, th- the Supernatural casting side for this episode does not say that Cass is an angel, because um, they didn't want it. spoilers. I will link to this also. Um, but the, the scene that uh, Misha read for to get cast as Cass... Mm-hmm. Uh, just says his name is Castiel, and he says instead of I'm an angel of the Lord, he says I'm a demon. Um, oh. Also, Dean is credited as Guy, so that you don't know who he's talking to. It's very that's funny. very funny. Guy. Yeah, Dean's just it's just Guy. Uh, and instead of like why would an angel rescue me from hell, it's why would someone rescue me? It's really that's interesting. Good. It's interesting that he was casted thinking he'd be playing a demon. Yeah, he thought he was going to be like a throwaway character, and then he turned into beloved face of the show <laughs> yeah One well that and three. also like unless partly, you trust I mean... netflix or the cw <laughs> <laughs> netflix is like Jen- jared padalecki jensen ackles um mark shepherd misha collins maybe it's really weird they, they <laughs> credit mark shepherd mark first shepherd which i guess because like he's a more established actor maybe like he might get first billing for being yeah. like more important in yeah because i, I because Misha, I guess early actor facts, Misha Collins hasn't been in anything. Like, he was Alexis yeah. Drazen on 24, and then he was Castiel. And, like, he's, uh, like, post-Castiel, he's um apparently the star of, like, an audio drama podcast called Bridgewater. But, yeah, I did yeah. know that. He tweets but, about it. Yeah, that's that's it, basically. He's yeah, got, Misha like, Collins he's, he's got his uh, road show thing, road food something about like that. yes but that's also um, post supernatural that's, I think, that's right? him as himself i don't think he's even yes. a character there that's like a reality show yeah it's like he played minor ca- like yeah alexis drazen was his major part and then he played minor characters in like he did that single episode <laughs> he did that gay um psa video for the tsa that i don't <laughs> even know what year that was Alex made hey, me watch that. Have, it has done so, such irrespeakable damage. Have you? Do you guys know what Alexis Drazen looks like? No. The, I'm gonna call it TSA video. Oh, guys, that was that was in 2018. So your heads are about to that explode. That was definitely post Supernatural. Okay, okay, at, give it to us. Look at Misha Collins. Ah! They Jared Padalecki This is what Sastiel looks like. <laughs> Oh, no, that's better. That's better. That's That's better. That's a little Jewish boy. Uh Uh-huh. The the sunglasses, they gotta go. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, someone made an AMV for him? Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I did not mean to do that. I just dragged the tab into the window. Um, Posting this AMV for later. (laughs) God. Great. Thank you so much. Um... My next note is in all caps again, single word, trans, and then print. Those are two yeah, separate hand notes. Print natural. Because this is where Dean lifts his shirt in front of the mirror, mirror number one. Um, mm-hmm. Where he he's just looking at his own flat, smooth, unscarred chest. That Like, that is the premise of this shot. He's staring at himself in the mirror in, like, surprise. Um, and so I am personally of the opinion that in a... a universe of the show where dean is canonically trans Cass would not have like performed top surgery for him i like that is that is my take on it but i understand that there are people who um have different headcanons regarding um <laughs> Cass and body modification come taking dean out of hell 
Um, but this is this is a very trans scene anyway. Like even if I don't personally think Cass would do that or has done that, I think like it's it's the vibes of Dean just staring at himself in the mirror, and then of course the handprint, which I don't have specific thoughts on. It just I I need to shout it out because I love it. My next note is gross mm. because that's Wait. when Dean takes the Asian <laughs> Beauties magazine and then yes. static explosions I, again in caps. So that's I the also vibes wanted of my to today. talk about the mirror scene like outside of the trans Dean perspective, which I also think is very cool. But like in the pure like text of the show, what we're seeing in front of us, ghost faces effect aside, it's good. It, I I like it as um. Dean as this person who has been through so much shit, it's a very good visual representation of, like, the new start he's been given. Like, mm-hmm. looking at his body and seeing that, like, the damage that has been done to him is not there. Uh, and it sort of also, I guess, ties into the fact that he cannot remember his experience in hell. Like, that trauma has been blacked out for him. I don't know if Castiel did that. I don't know what's going on there. The vibes are that he that is going to start re-emerging because of the nightmare he has. Um, but it's still good, like, physical, mental mirroring, I guess, of mm-hmm. he is not yeah. marked in body or mind by what happened to him, and that is, like, a blessing that he does not know what to do with. He's been rehymenated. I like that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, he says it. Not here. No, but you're in spoiling the Wyatt. <laughs> that should have been just um natural. Um also going <laughs> backwards a little bit, natural. back to like the grave. Um I really like that Dean is super hoarse when he first comes out of mm-hmm. hell. He, he's been screaming and his actual uh, yeah. vocal cords have not been in use. So for both of those reasons, it's really good that he's like, help, somebody help me. Yeah. It's really good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like his hands emerging from the grave is such an iconic shot. I'm sure Buffy did it first. I don't know. But it, it looks really good. I'm, I don't I like that like... there's a cross over his grave. I think Sam did that on purpose to bring him back just because he's pissed at it. <laughs> That's my take there. Buffy did do it first, but it's fine. I'm sure other things have also done it first. It's just a very iconic moment at the start of Buffy season six, because it's like, it's real rough to, because to, they, spoilers for, I mean, I've already spoiled it, but at the start of Buffy season six, they all do a ritual to bring Buffy back to life. And then it's like, they do it and nothing happens. And it's like, shit, it didn't work. And then we cut to Buffy waking up in her grave, being like, what the fuck? I was just in heaven where, and it's great because it's a reverse of Dean who was just in hell. Like I was just like vibing and having a great time. And now I'm here in what feels like hell in this coffin that I now have to dig my way out of. Uh, And it's a real rough scene. And when she finds her friend, she's like, what the fuck you guys? (laughs) Hell yeah. I was in heaven and then I woke up in my grave and it's good. There's, there's lots of stuff that I don't like about Buffy season six, but the, the like, (laughs) bringing the chosen one back after she like has earned her rest and like the psychological effect that has on her is very good and like lives in my head valid nice um i'm just gonna do like a a run through i think of like trans dean moments in this episode because it's such a trans episode for like for what for what for a cysteine no um I, there's a GIF set somewhere that I saw that, like, is inspiring all my thoughts here. So, like, if I find it, I will send it up. Um, but, like, Bobby not recognizing his voice on the phone. I mean, in canon, like, he's he recognizes mm. that he just doesn't believe him. But if 
you know, Dean has had this angelic transition, then like Bobby hanging up on him and not believing him over the phone would make sense. And then he shows up and Bobby still looks stunned. And again, like, I'm not saying that there's no other way to read the scene. It's just really easy to read it in a trans way where Bob Dean shows up looking like a cis man and Bobby and Sam are both stunned. And uh, Dean goes, I look fantastic, huh? Um, and th- they're all just very startled and confused. And, and he's he's so happy to be back, in, to be, quote, back in, like, this body um, I have more notes, but I can't remember where they are. So I guess I'll bring them up again when we get there. Yeah, Bobby like the way that this episode heart. was written by Eric Kripke and definitely not intended to be a yeah. trans experience, but like still lines up in so many interesting ways. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's neat. Um, yeah, this this Bobby scene is like really good and it hurts in a good way of like, mm-hmm. I, it does a good job uh, characterizing Bobby, I think, as someone who like wants to believe that this happened but also has seen too much shit and is too paranoid to like allow it and it until finally like dean gives him absolutely irrefutable proof Mm -hmm. it's like i i I was thinking about the fact that like okay if i imagine bobby as the protagonist of his own show this always happens to like fantasy protagonists of like a loved one like a a villain showing up in the guise of a loved one and bobby has the correct reaction to that of like no way i'm not believing you i'm not letting you do this to me um but unfortunately for him in this case dead wife in three yeah ten yeah although in that case he was like he was in an altered state of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this time he is not going to be um, caught off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Bobby says, it's good to see you, boy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gendered language. Um, that that was one of the things I marked off. Mm-hmm. Dean is so pretty when Bobby opens the door. I love him. So true. Um, when Dean asks about Sam, he says he's not, like, he can't even make himself say dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to call out um, when Bobby says he just took off, he does a gay little hand wave, and I love it. <laughs> I also just wanted to say that the it's good to see you boy work for me because Dean had just said that like you're the closest thing I have to a father, and there's like an implicit mm-hmm. my boy to that. that yeah, was like oh, that's his, that's his family. Yeah. Uh. Um. Dean says that Bobby should have been looking after Sam because obviously Dean's not around. That's his job. But if he's not around, then Bobby should be doing it. And Bobby goes, I tried. These last months haven't exactly been easy, you know, for him or me. Uh, yeah. Which makes me really sad. Yeah, and then we I'm see glad the we booze. didn't have to see that. Um, and then he says we had to bury you. And uh, like Ash explains, Sam insisted that they didn't assault and burn him the way they did for John. So conveniently. Dean has a body, which I don't think even would have mattered because they cast put his body back together anyway. Yeah, I was thinking like, about that. Like he didn't that. come back in his shredded body that they buried, but I'm but sure maybe, it easier. So <laughs> maybe there's still like a um, uh, what's the word? Like a like a connection that is required. Like maybe it would have been harder if he didn't have a body or what? Like we're getting into some real, um, I mean, I guess. Spoil spoilers, but also not really. Um, the world is ending, everybody. Revelations is happening. Um, mm-hmm. and so we're getting into that like Christian imagery a little bit, and the connection, like the the stuff about like the dead rising again, and for a long time, 
um, in like uh, various like Christian cultures, it was you were supposed to bury bodies and like not burn them because when like the day of reckoning came and the dead were to rise again, people needed their bodies to do that. Modern Christianity has kind of moved away from the like imp- like previously very important connection between the body and the soul. Um, it's a lot more now like. I guess dualist of like the bot the soul is separate from the body and is the most important thing and the body doesn't matter. Um mm-hmm. it's very very Protestantism. I think Orthodox Judaism still holds on to some of those ideas of like mm. um we're not supposed to donate organs because we're supposed to be buried as whole as possible. Um Yeah. It's just but like uh, again, as with all things, it depends who you ask, so <laughs> Yeah. I just know yeah. I've heard that idea. Um so yeah, That's the idea that they would need a body is not completely divorced from Cass's powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Dean says that when he's showing Bobby the print, he says, it was like a demon just yanked me out or rode me out. Oh, did he? Hmm. Mm. And then uh, Dean does the, like, activate the GPS tracking, and he knows what um, pseudonym Sam will use. I love when they know each other. It's so cute. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, it's Wedge and Tilly's. That, like, that bond. It's so good. Then, then we have the, you know, the alcohol. This is where we actually see Bobby's booze everywhere, um, which is, again, one of the few times that the show actually makes a commentary on alcoholism. Uh, this one is written by mm-hmm. Eric Kripke. I don't remember if we said that. Um, where, like, alcohol is no longer a neutral drinking substance for the guys to be cool with. This is like Bobby is coping badly. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's very, very sad. I mean, in um, in, in a lot of shows like this, it's like, the the um difference in visual representation of alcohol generally is like a character drinking alone versus drinking with other people um mm. like a, a lot like we see the boys uh drinking a lot but all the times where like alcohol alcoholism is shown as a deliberate bad thing is when like one character is alone and the other character walks in like the two times where sam got super drunk i guess i guess he did start drinking at the bar in that one episode and wasn't alone there. So maybe that throws a wrench to my <laughs> analysis. But he was alone but... as in Dean wasn't with him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and then, then, yeah, when he was in his room in um, the spooky New England Mansion episode. And then, Play like, things. here is. Play yeah, things. thank you. Um, and then, yeah, here's Bobby also alone, like, with bottles everywhere. Yeah, also, bottles everywhere him, as a... contact him. <laughs> yeah. Bottles everywhere is the visual signifier of like not only drinking a lot, but like not having the being too depressed to clean up after yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we find Sam, and again we get we've we've mentioned this in the synopsis, but the way that we have Sam pretend to be deified in like the um casual sex, like to the point that he can't remember the name of the girl he just hooked yeah. up with. Um. Uh, which is which is you know it's cute it's funny it's really funny because Ruby's just like fucking with him for no reason she did uh-huh. not have to throw that wrench at his little plan and he's like uh-huh. right she's like time thanks to thanks test Sam's that. improv skills um and then Sam is the one to make a sex joke about like I don't pay for sex um, uh-huh. which is again like the deification but also just the Kripkeification so yeah mm-hmm. um. Bobby has like a really weird out of character line he says I'm glad in Sam's soul remains intact which I think is supposed to be read as like sarcastic but like it's just so highbrow for Bobby (laughs) 
Like it just stood yeah, I out feel to like, me and like, like oh, he's putting it on, so but it it does stand out. Um, yeah, also, Dean says something about me. how um, he, while he's assuming that Sam has made a deal, he says, "You're some demons, bitch boy." Don't like that. Yeah. Nope. And then <sighs> this part makes me sad because then Sam says, like, apologizes for not being able to save him, mm-hmm. um, and Dean goes, "It's okay. You yeah. don't have to apologize. I believe you." Yeah. <sighs> Um, in the Impala, when the music comes on, um, I love Sam's little, like, shrug. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, wait, before the Impala, I think. Um, we, we called out already where Bobby's like, who do you think you are, John? Um, but also the way that, mm-hmm. uh, right before that, the what, what makes Bobby say that is that once Sam figured out he couldn't save Dean, he started hunting down Lilith trying to get some payback. Like, specifically mm. the solo revenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Same thing as a mystery spot, except against a different person, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, Lilith's not even the one who killed Dean. She's just the one who held the contract that he couldn't break. I mean, she did open the door for the Hellhounds, but, like, like that was going to be a permanent solution. Anyway, Sam Mm. and Revenge and John Coding. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's good. And then, so then Bobby says, no demons letting you loose out of the goodness of their heart. They've got to have something nasty planned. Cut to the end of the episode, where Dean goes, why'd you do it? And, you know, Cass goes, good things do happen. But also, we have work for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Who, like, the the interplay between, like, assuming it's a demon and that it has to be a bad reason and they want something from you. And then it turns out to be an angel and it is for good reason, but they also have a work, have plans for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it it wasn't because, you know, Dean didn't deserve to go to hell or whatever. It's because, for whatever reason, God and heaven need Dean. They need him to do stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's we'll talk about that more next episode or when we talk mm-hmm. about the next episode. Um, yeah, because because, yeah, there's some stuff there with that. There's as certainly well. more to Dean talk about there. Like, what We've is what is it you cast. want with me? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's, I, I love Dean's sees the Impala and is like, my baby, hey, <laughs> he says, hey, you sweetheart, did you miss me? Yeah. Hold on to that for it's season 12. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sam gives him back the Samulet. Which is really sweet. Yeah. He's been holding on to it for him. This is, I think, like one of the few times we see like it real close up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it for many years that it was a scorpion. And then I found out, not during this watch, but at some point, when, probably when I did my first like post, <laughs> post uh, November 5th, beginning to watch through and maybe even got to this scene, maybe um, Supernatural Christmas realized it was not a scorpion in fact mm. it is some sort of face it's a little guy it's a little guy um so then uh dean says that he doesn't remember hell but in the motel bathroom mirror he uh we see like the same flashback from the start of the yeah. episode of like the close-up of his face and the screams and whatever so maybe he does maybe he's lying maybe it's the trauma who knows uh, i got the sense that with dean in a mirror yeah i i got the sense that it's like there but it's under the surface Mm-hmm. it's in his brain somewhere yeah yeah the way that repressed trauma tends out, to be yeah whether he blocked it out or Cass um warded it a little bit it's not quite on the surface i feel like if you want to bring back a, a warrior to help you prevent the apocalypse you're you would want to minimize the trauma he suffered in hell so it would make sense if castiel did it it's true um 
Also, for those wondering, by the way, just to just to say something, <laughs> it it I know I know everyone calls him Cass. I'll probably do that sometimes, but also that's my sibling's name, and so it's weird to me. <laughs> You're gonna have to think of your own nickname. Uh huh. TL. <laughs> it's my boy TL. That sounds like a Dragon Ball character. Yeah. TL Shout out to Wyatt the... sibling Cass Lover. for not actually being named after Cass. Uh huh. TL, that one. I asked them. <laughs> they were very offended. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like if you name yourself Cass, you have to be ready for that question. It's like naming I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Does this Cass spell it with one S or two S's? It is with one S. Okay. Well, that's how it's supposed to be spelled. Uh, that is how it's supposed supernatural. to be spelled. Yes. And Misha it, agrees it, with us, so we're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the scripts, uh, the official CW scripts, uh, spell cast with two S's. Huh. Which is stupid and bad, and it's, everyone it's hates it, and shit. nobody has ever done it. Um, no like Misha Collins refers to cast with one S in his like tweets or whatever. Um, yeah. and well, it only the name only has one S in it. <laughs> Exactly. Only ha- exactly. The problem is that, like, according to them, if it's one S, then it looks like it says Kaz. And if you want it to say Kaz, then you have to put a what? second S with the soft S sound. But it's stupid I... and it looks bad and we all hate it and nobody does it. That's not how that I works. I guess. And I think there's nothing more indicative of the relationship between the CW and the audience and Cass uh-huh. DL than so the fact true. that nobody wants to use two S's and the CW does it every single time. <laughs> Which unfortunately, I realize the council has made a decision, but seeing as it's a stupid uh-huh. ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. Exactly. So, if you're wondering why Wyatt refers to Cass by his full name, that's why. I think it's fair to refer to season four Castiel as Castiel. He's not Cass uh-huh. yet. I may, I may Cass become Cass pilled. Cass pilled. Uh. Um. That's what happened to Dean. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So they go. They're like, it's time to talk to a psychic, and they go talk to uh, Pamela, who I think well, first asks... Sam lies about oh, Ruby. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which I don't really have any notes on. Just he's lying. I love when Sam. He lies. goes. He goes. You didn't want me to go down that road, so I didn't go down that road. It was practically your dying wish. Which is <laughs> a bold-faced yeah, lie. Bold-faced lie. Yeah. You know, Sam he's just sneaking out of mind exercising demons. It's wild. He's like, that's not my ESP powers. This is he. He goes. Dean's gonna be mad no matter what. Well, now he's gonna be even more mad. <laughs> oh, Sammy! You pretended not to because of it was his dying wish. Like, hello. Yeah. Especially, yeah, anyway. well, I can't say this part, but um, why don't listen? <laughs> no, I'm uh, okay. Joking. Um, I'm joking. Oh, uh, all uh, right. Just, just considering some other dying wishes and other responses to them, I feel like Sam is on some sticky ground here. Okay. Emma, DM, DM me what you mean. Yeah, I was going to say that was vague enough. I probably got away with it. <laughs> yeah. If I don't recognize it, there's no way in fucking hell why it's going to. Um, I just wanted to say we, we, we mostly went over Pamela already, but she is the most mm-hmm. like Dean girl, not in the fan sense, but in girl. the person that Dean would be attracted to way. She's got like uh-huh. a band tank top on. There's like a guitar in the background in her house. Um, she's, I, I am in love with Pamela. I don't blame Dean one Yeah, day. she's very good. Yeah, she's very much aimed towards Dean in this episode, which is funny because in subsequent appearances, she's very much towards Sam. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, uh, this is the other which note I had for her. She had the right to change her mind. <laughs> um, which is, 
I was glad to see that she was coming back because I like her, but I also do not trust this show to portray blindness in, like, a good way at all. I'm trying to remember. I have not done a close reading of the episode where she yeah. comes back, so, like, I, I'm yeah. just going off, like, my gut instinct of when I watched it the first time, or I guess the first and second time, probably. Um, I don't think it was as bad as it could have been. <laughs> like, okay. that's where I'm going to set the bar. Like, I don't think it was wildly offensive, but again, this is just my, like, vague impression yeah um but for now pamela is not yet not yet blinded um and she's she's fun and she's flirty and she's having a nice time um she she does make a unfortunate joke that i don't like where um mm -hmm. she she's been flirting with dean right and i lost it oh yeah there it is um she's been flirting with dean and uh she like overhears them talking about how she's been flirting with Dean, and she says to Sam, "You're invited too, Grumpy." And Dean goes, "You are not invited." Uh, don't like the implication of like a sibling threesome. Don't like that. Yeah, mm -mm. that was like the worst line in the scene. But besides that line, yeah. Pamela's a lot of fun. Yeah, Eric Kripke, answer for your crimes. <laughs> Pointing a gun. Yeah. Um. Uh, then the, then they all sit down for their seance, and Pamela gropes him under the table. Yep. Um, Grips Dean, I mm -hmm. should say, specify. Um, and, and he goes, well, well, he didn't touch me there. Mm. Mm. Not yet. <laughs> this handshake next episode, I was not groped by an angel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the way the table shakes is fun. Very classic seance. Uh -huh. Um, except this is real and not, uh, the medium just shaking the, shaking the table underneath <laughs> it with their legs. Um, and uh, her eyes getting burned out is real raw. It's rough. The CGI mm -hmm. is all right, honestly. Like, it, it mm -hmm. was effective. Yeah. And she really sells it, too. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, she did a good job, the actress. It's, it's, a very, it's a very oof scene. Yeah, all the candles do, like, this massive flare as she screams. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, through the candle flames, we see her eyes, like, open really wide in this holy white light. Just, like... yeah. Yeah, a little bit like when Lilith does her white light effect, because uh -huh. um, yep. probably probably because the special effects department did something similar on that side, on that end. But um, this time, instead of well, it's also Lilith burning other people, purpose. she is the one who is being burned. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, what I want to know is how come this happened to her, but it didn't happen to the shepherds who were tending their fields. Special people. Well, listen, Cass says he warned her not to look at his true form, right? And he says that only some people yeah. can see him properly. He thought that Dean would be one of those people, which is why the gas station and motel exploded. He was trying to talk to him with his true voice, um, but Dean could not actually hear him. I did see a cool theory on that, but I'll wait until we get to 416. Um, and so, like, Pamela was not supposed to look at him. Yeah. But she did. That's what mm -hmm. happened. Whereas when the other... The, the demons have their eyes burned out casted that on purpose i would assume mm -hmm. which is great and scary considering the fact that angels can like smite demons yeah sorry this might be a little bit of a spoiler but like they literally just touch demons and they die he didn't have to go all like be not afraid at them <laughs> it was great though love when love season four bitch. castiel is just an asshole mm -hmm. so true um, also, my other note for this scene is that at some point she says its name, it's whispering to me and like the the way that pronouns are used to refer mm. to Cass through the show mm -hmm. is interesting. In this case, they're not yet thinking of Cass as a person. 
which is not to say that people don't use it, its pronouns, but like as a chosen thing. Um, whereas it being applied by other people without like, <laughs> these are my pronouns. Yeah. Know? I mean, in, um, in English, it is specifically the pronoun for like non like human objects or creatures. So mm-hmm. like if, finger yeah. guns, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, here specifically, Pamela is saying it for Cass. And I don't know what season it is, but much later, <laughs> that gets called, too. Um, and then Dean, after they after this, Dean starts referring to Cass with he, him pronouns. Mm-hmm. Which is presumptuous, first of all. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that after... Yeah, I guess literally after the this, next like, scene, Dean says we could summon him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like after this threat is, you know, manifest and has, you know, hurt someone else rather than simply threatening Dean. Like, now it's not a person, but Cass is like an entity that deserves, quote unquote, deserves to be gendered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. Also, just this is not an actual note, but Dean says, we got a name, Castiel or whatever. Oh, buddy, you have no idea. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that, um, that weird Castiel guy. I don't know him. I also had a a note um, I forgot to mention, which is Dean making jokes about his own death, where um, he says, bit it or yeah. got bit, eh? Because the hellhounds, eh? Yeah, he does like a little <laughs> chuckle. is that funny? Uh-huh. Uh, classic, classic Dean shit. So- Did it look cool like in the movies? Shaking him so hard. Slaps the roof of Dean Winchester. This bad boy can fit so much fucking trauma in him. Um, This episode, this season, but this episode in particular is really good with cosmic horror. Um, There was a post, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to get to this one, but there was a post that went around on Tumblr for a little while about like, not by a supernatural blog, saying like, oh, I love cosmic horror. I love when angels burn people's eyes out, etc. And then they were like, stop tagging this as supernatural. I don't care about your frumpy (laughs) little angel. Like, that's what happens in the show, though. Like, you did just describe yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. It was very funny. Also, bitch, you are on the Supernatural website. You are <laughs> on, yeah. on the Supernatural website. Shut the fuck We're up. We're going to be like the Honestly. angel. Yeah, the only angel any of us care about. And then there was like a wave of well, gif sets of Cosmic Horror and Supernatural about. just out of spite. It was really good. That's so valid. Um, but yeah, Cosmic Horror fucks. Uh-huh. It's great. It's great. We love Cosmic Horror. I love... I love... I love it when the show acknowledges that angels are like scary. Yeah. Yeah. Scary primordial cosmic beings. Where's, where's that line from? That's, Every angel yeah. is terrifying. What is that? I have no idea. Um that and they chose they choose to shrink down into these little man bodies and walk around with us and be in our cars with us and it's it's good. Okay. I, mean, I think okay, it's from throwback a poem. to Sorry to just completely talk over you. I think it's from uh, Rainer Maria Rilke's The First Elegy. Mm. Um, But throwback to some of Emma's really baller lines in Say Them Very Quietly. (laughs) Sorry, not to plug our Just to promo our podcast, but... The quarantine has been broken. (laughs) Yeah, go go read our fic. It's good. Emma's like little hmm, noise is really good. Well, yeah. 
We have it's a good fix. How many followers on here? You should go give us all those notes and kudos and hits and comments. <laughs> oh my god, give us comments. The internet points, bring them on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we get this diner scene, which is kind of just a rehash of um that scene from that one episode where the hunter couple both got killed. Um mm-hmm. Oh, that that was the first episode of season three, right? Yeah. Three one yeah. Magnificent Seven, yeah. Magnificent Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of a callback to Magnificent Seven in a way that was like, oh, we're doing this again. But also, it was still fun when the waitress sat down and there's like a moment where it's like, why is she doing this? And I was like, ah, she's a demon. Ah, everyone in here is a demon. Mm-hmm. It is a really yeah. good... It's always fun. I, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Stumbled across a demon nest. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is the place with the best pie in town. We know Dean Winchester will be here. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. He's 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 just a little critter, and they've got a pie under a box with a stick. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so true. Um, so the waitress is like, "What makes you so special? Why did you get pulled out of hell?" Right? And he goes, "I like to think it's because of my perky nipples." He's such a weirdo. Yeah. So true, Rusty. I really want to know what goes on in Eric Kripke's mind. Why did he write that line? <laughs> like. I want to. I want to put him in one of those machines that spins around DNA samples really fast. I want to put him in one of those of like um, radioactive isotope separating machines to spin him that fast. Um. Oh, I had a note uh, going way back to um, the the Sam saying that Pam's gonna eat you alive. Dean says, "Hey, I just got out of jail. Bring it." Um, which like, yeah, that's... you know, it's a throwaway line, but the, 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 like hell as like carceral is like an interesting, like thread to pull on, which you two have watched Lucifer. I know Lucifer digs into that more. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's yeah, much to say about it necessarily here, but it is like, I don't know. It's an interesting note for a show that can be kind of copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, hell as jail. I have thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I I, yeah, I, bring I don't it think up it's trying to it's say like the other simmering. way around. Like I don't think that this line is enough evidence to claim that supernatural is saying jail is hell, but um, hell as like jail the way that prison abolitionists think of jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the the idea that incarceration well, is and... punishment and not in a productive way. Like that yeah. way, like there is that claim being made, but not in like the way that they're trying to make it. And I feel like the, like, as, as a show about Americana, I feel like it ties into the broader trend of the way, like, uh, like, conservative, like, a lot of conservative religious people view jail as, like, a almost mini hell of, like, the point of, because of the way hell is viewed in our theology, the point of a jail is to punish wrongdoers the same way. The point of hell is for wrongdoers to burn in, in eternal suffering. Mm-hmm. Oh, also on that note, since we have now, like, seen, sort of seen hell, and, like, seen how hell works a little bit, um, this is not how the Jewish afterlife works, although, again, like, it's vague. Um, so this is where we really start leaning into, like, the Christian theology mm-hmm. used by Jews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the season four is, like, yeah, these are largely Christian ideas we... of angels and heaven and hell. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to, like, like, the secret, more accurate book of Revelations yet. Oh, God. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, (laughs) I really like the way um, when Sam and Ruby talk, um, and Ruby's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. 
Yeah, no, it's good. Um, She says, human souls don't just walk out of hell and back into their bodies easy. The sky bleeds, the ground quakes. It's cosmic. It's no cosmic. demon can swing that. Not Lilith, not anybody. It's, and Sam's like, then what can? Ruby says, nothing I've yeah. seen before. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love when people are scared of Cass. Also, on that note, um, back to the waitress for a bit. Uh, Dean is already using Cass as a threat. Like, as hmm. a weapon that he can wield. Like, he's confident in his own security in this scene. I mean, not really confident, as we see when he when they go out. But yeah, but he is willing the, to bluff he's, it. He's willing, exactly. He's will, he's confident enough to bluff that he's now safe from demons because they're all scared of whatever saved him. So he's already, like, he doesn't, he's never met Cass. He doesn't know Cass. He doesn't even know if Cass is actually good. He, yeah. Probably he definitely believes he's not right. He does. He's not going to believe in angels, um, so he still thinks that Cass is just some kind of like super scary demon. Um, but he's willing to u- leverage that power. He's like, okay, if this guy is on my side enough to save me from hell, I can make use of that. Um, Cass is Cass is his weapon now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Dean says something about how the smarter brothers back in town, which is funny and it's silly and it's cute, um, but also definitely not how see- Dean actually sees himself. Mm-mm. Yeah. Then we get the mirror ceiling like we've seen, um, like we said, I mean. And so again, like this is the third deep mirror that Dean has been in this episode. Um, and just there, there's something there about like duplication of the self. Like this, this new dean, mm-hmm. this new self, this second mm-hmm. dean. Um, it's pretty well, cool. And also, I like it. Mm-hmm. In in supernatural, especially mirrors are used to reveal the truth of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this mirror, so, like while Dean is reflected in it, the mirror cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think at one point he looks in the mirror and has like a hell flashback. Yeah. Yeah, we said that earlier. Um, yes. Yeah. It- yeah. So it's I yeah. It's, I think Dean is trying to recognize himself and reconcile, like, this person he is now after this experience um, and feeling kind of unfamiliar in his own body. Um, and I think the mirrors show that really well. Yeah. Um, and again, trans undertones to that, everything you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this, this Sam and Ruby scene also, Sam says a thing where Ruby's like, uh, are you going to tell Dean what's up? Um, and they're talking. Ruby says, I'm not exactly in your brother's fan club. He is your brother. I'm not going to come between you. Sam says, I don't know if what I'm doing is right. Hell, I don't even know if I trust you. Ruby's like, thanks. He says, but what I do know is that I'm saving people and stopping demons, and that feels good. I want to keep going. Uh, yeah. Sam has gone so far from episode one, Sam, where all he wants to do is find the thing that killed mom. He wants to help people. Again, like mm-hmm. Sam and like saving people and failing to save people is like so important yeah. to him yeah which we'll talk about next episode yeah um we skipped over the demon waitress um mm-hmm. with her eyes burned out and um again same vibes as ruby being terrified about like the ground quakes and all that um she says i saw it again it um and mm-hmm. sam says what was it and she's she's like crying as she says that she goes it's the end we're dead we're all dead um mm-hmm. it's yeah he's so scary oh, yeah and then he's just yeah. my little buddy is it's very good introduction mm-hmm. of his character it's very fun <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's very cool when sam comes back to this place and it's like what the fuck happened here mm-hmm. um then we could talk about the symbols all over the barn 
Yeah, I before b- before that real quick, the 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 okay. bit where Dean says, "You sure you did that ritual right?" and Bobby looks at him and it's like, "Yeah, Bobby the wizard, do not <laughs> do not deny his work." We get more wizard Bobby power. stuff next episode too. I love it. It's great. I love that Bobby is just the spellcaster of the team now. <laughs> Remember when they named him after Robert Singer cuz they thought he was going to be a throwaway character? Uh-huh. I'm curious like where I'm curious where that decision like shifted like was it just that like I don't know his he like the charisma he had with the boys was it like just they changed their plans I don't know I'm, I'd be I'd be interested in knowing why but I'm glad because he's great I love him yeah um so the symbols Bobby says are traps and talismans from every faith on the globe every faith so almost in every culture in the world's line <sighs> yeah, but I mean, in this case, I doubt that they really have from every faith on the globe. But at least they've made an effort to actually get as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recognize a significant number of these symbols, so I can't actually make any claims. Yeah, I don't know. It's very hard to research because you can't really like go- Google a description of the image or and like reverse yeah, Google image search doesn't like if there's not a clear image of the thing. So yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, it feels like um from back in Hell House 117 when they had the tulpa and there was like those random symbols painted on the walls. It feels the like blue the oyster cult symbol you mean? <laughs> well, in th- that one was, but the others were like supposed right, to be right, right, occult yeah. symbols. True. Um, so if if it has the same energy there, except it's a lot more. So right. Yeah. There was a cool symbol looking. for Mercury, I think. Yeah. If if any of our listeners remember that episode, why it went into like a list of which epi- which symbols were actually on the walls there, this yeah. is a lot more of that, and it would require a lot more um, research to actually pin down which symbols the set decorators went with. Um, but like I said, I've recognized the Magen David and the word Chai, which means life in Hebrew. Um, there is like. I don't know if Kabbalistic is the right word, so I'm I'm gonna say it, but it might not be right. Um, significance to the the word chai and the, like the the numerology behind it is often invoked. So like, it's not really a protective symbol, but I'll allow it. Um, there's also uh, there's also I just noticed the Holy Trinity, the the three part um, looks like a pinwheel, some stars. There's there's like a man lifting his hands up, doing a little. There's a looking at the uh, picture I have with in my notes, which is cast with his wings on the wall. There's like at least four just asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> just like they ran out Space of filler. they ran out of symbols, so they're like, yeah, just paint an asterisk in there. What's what's um what's this one? I recognize this. Shoot. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> Maybe it's another blue oyster cult thing. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, looking at this in the background, we're free to keep going. Uh, then my notes get very incomprehensible and much shorter because mm-hmm. instead of paying attention to details, I basically know this scene by heart. So I just have 14 exclamation marks, then in quotes, I was wrong, and then all caps, fuck. That's the mm-hmm. end of my notes. That's all I have. Um, when When Cass apologizes for almost killing Dean those couple of times, my note is, well, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, I guess. <laughs> he did stab him in the chest. I feel like Cass has it right to blow up some glass on him. Okay, but to be fair, Cass blew up the glass first. <laughs> yeah, that's why he got stabbed in the chest. <laughs> so, so you're saying Dean was justified in stabbing Cass? Definitely. 
And God, the the tender look that Cask like, it's not actually tender. It's like intended to be some sort of like smirk. You know, he's like he's amused by this attempt to kill him. Um, but in hindsight, it does look very much like he's smiling at the knife in his chest. It's very good. Yeah, I bet he. I bet he like looks back at that moment and like just the fondest little smile on his face. Like, oh, babe, wasn't so it cute, so cute babe. when you tried to kill me? It was so funny. <laughs> Oh, was that so, a what a meat cute. Meat cute. So true. Well, meat cute on Earth. They met in hell. Yeah, there um, is. There's the. I guess I've continued to just slapdash identify symbols. There's a labarum slash a um a uh, Cairo um in the top right in the bit where he sticks his wings out. That's a uh, old um Christian symbol from I think before when the cross became big. Um, so like yeah. really old. <laughs> uh, wait, is that true? It was a symbol for Constantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here I'll post it in refs. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. I just really want to find that one that I recognize. It's gonna bother me. Oh, I'm um, speaking of bothering me for several years. It, like, vaguely bugged me that Dean's handprint is, like, right side up on his shoulder. I was like, what kind of weird way is that to drag someone out of hell? How are you mm. have any leverage over picking them up like that? Um, and, like, I get that it's, like, it's partly metaphorical. It's partly so that it's easier to mirror when Cass actually does put his hand on Dean's shoulder in, like, real space. Um, and I'm not actually complaining about the placements of the hand. It was just, like, vaguely annoying in the back of my mind, right? And then somebody pointed out that, like... Maybe this is not how Cass picked him up, but, like, if you're putting your hand on someone's shoulder, it could be, like, a comforting thing. And, like, I won't say more about, like, Dean's experience in hell because we're going to find out more about it later, but the idea that Cass, like, went up to him and put his hand on his shoulder to be like, it's okay, I'm going to get you out, and then scooped him out of hell is really good. (sighs) Thanks for that noise in my ears. Um, yeah, everything I about tried to turn this away from episode the mic. is so fucking good. <laughs> That's my gay little angel. <laughs> Rescued him from hell. <laughs> good things do happen, Dean. I I am forever stuck on the what's the matter? You don't believe you deserve to be saved because and then and then and then and then and then. Also, any overlap of like. This scene against season 15 is so much every single time. <laughs> I just stopped dying on air. I can't. I'm autistic. I can't control my noises. This Every single time I think about this episode, every time I was thinking about this episode in preparation for making this episode, um, I was... I have no idea how I'm going to talk about this episode in like a coherent way because... I just sit here and squiggle. Like, it's yeah, it's so literally, funny. he's finally here. They've started, mm-hmm. like, everything starts now. Like, season one, two, three, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's supernatural, but it's, like, setting the stage for when Cass shows up and the plot starts. Like, season yeah, one, two, three is it, their the, backstory. Yeah, the first, I was I was thinking about this last night. The first three seasons are the outliers, but once the world-ending stakes start, they don't stop, and yeah. that becomes, like, so supernatural. So start coming, and they simply do not stop coming. So true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wyatt in the chat said, 
um it feels like the show has actually started now you know it it when you're viewing this in a post supernatural world it really it really does feel and also if you're like a dedicated cast stand like Emma and I cast girlism um, i can finally like girlism yeah wow. i'm a, i'm a cast girl i was diagnosed with cast girl uh dean coded cast it's, girl it's chronic on my part yeah i'm a dean i wasn't i wasn't diagnosing you <laughs> i can't remember what results i got on that u quiz um anyway yeah so we're so excited um he's here i just he's he here. has probably like i know we keep saying like best character of all time most character of all time but like he has one of like the most interesting character arcs and developments like on television ever i'm excited um, and for i'm him. not exaggerating like this is like truly really everything happens to him he does everything every conceivable guy Cass has been that guy <laughs> Uh huh. Um, and Cass like it's every really guy good to watch Twitter. him develop. Mm hmm. And 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 he like contrasting the person Cass is now to the person Cass is at season 15, in season fifteen is it's it's, it's not even like an arc. It's like a bunch of little arcs. It's a fucking squiggly line. Yeah, and again, Partially the way that the, the way that like but... angels literally were not supposed to exist. Like Cass was not like part of the show from the beginning. Cass mm -hmm. like came in at as like a minor character to save Dean and like get out of the way, <laughs> and then just like they kept. I mean, this is spoilers, but they kept killing him off and bringing him back, and like it's crazy and like the most organic development of a character because they just have such crazy shit happening behind the scenes uh -huh. it's it's crazy um and all of that just so that he could be gay like that's where we <laughs> end like it's crazy it is crazy and he is the best character of all time and i'm very happy that he's finally here so we get to talk about him yeah the, it the Cass is the the best character in the show because it was entirely on accident yeah Literally everything, everything is so random to the point where it comes together beautifully, and then like they made him gay, and that just was like the frosting. that was the tipping point. That's why we're here today. Yes, yeah, no, literally, we're literally. If, if season fifteen hadn't been like season fifteen, we yeah. genuinely would not be talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. Like if Cass was not a part of Supernatural, uh. Chances are I would, I would have stopped care. watching it a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. If they just did season um, one to three also... for like the rest of the show with like little monster of the week hunts and like pretty interesting characters, but like it would not outweigh the problems. Mm -hmm. I'm here because like Cass shows up. Mm -hmm. I'm here for like four characters and none of them have the last name of Winchester. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love Dean and Sam, but they are not my babies. So now the show starts. Uh huh. And now like we got to the most Castiel, my beloved, he's he really he's he's done it all. I can't say it any other way. And I don't mm -hmm. want to give examples because it's all spoilers, of course. But like, name a thing to do, and he's done it. Name a person to be, and he's been that person. Like it's crazy. He has done it all, and he's gay and transgender. It's so true. They literally all but made it canon that he's trans too. It's literally insane. Not like it's textual. I'm... Like aside from saying the words transgender, like it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. where you have to put the bar for Cass because that's how textual it is. Yeah. Anyway, 
Cast Castiel handshake eighty two white chain born in emptiness returns to subdue evil. Love me some trans angels. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. Was that a kill six yes. billion demons thing? Ah ha ha! I knew it. That's my girl, white chain. Uh, angels, I just think are inherently transgender. Yeah. So true. Stream the screenplay that I have not written. <laughs> Uh, you ever have OCs and you're like, six billion, so kill good, six billion demons, apparently. They, you, they just have no plot, so you can't write anything about it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so this whole time I've been looking in the background and I can't find this fucking, like, weird, like, four-pointed, like, diagonal cross that I, like, feel like I recognize, but cannot, like, I've been looking at so many lists of occult symbols and cannot find it, so I do not know. However... Um, shoutouts to, uh, the live journal SPN symbols for giving me some of this. Um, the ones it has identified are the, um, Gar rune, uh, from, from Norse with his, like, which is like a diamond with, uh, an X through it. Uh, there's the Gugnir rune, uh, which is also the, um, Gugnir, uh, like rune. Um, there is the Unicursal Hexagram, uh, which is a, like, Alistair Crowley, like, occult symbol, which is also apparently the Men of Letters symbol, so that'll show up later. Um, there is also the, uh, Rune of Protection, uh, the Al-Giz, or Rune of Watchfulness, which is, people have probably seen it, that's the one that looks like a Y with a third line through it. Um. If you play Binding of Isaac. Uh, there's a Scarab Beetle, um. There is a, yeah, there's the Trinity, like I mentioned. Uh, there is the Ohm, um, which is, like, hard to describe, but you can look it up. Um, it's a uh, Hindu symbol uh, that represents uh, Brahman. There is the um, Jerusalem cross, which is, the, which is also the one that Hookman uses. Um, which he draws on the wall when it's like, aren't you uh, glad you didn't turn on the light? Which is the cross that mm -hmm. has the four smaller crosses um, on each section of it. Um, yeah, that's that's all it lists. Uh, it also misses the fish, like uh, we mentioned, and then there's like a bunch of different pentagrams, and then uh, there's an ankh as well, um, and the labarum, like I said. But I cannot find this like diagonal um like multi like spiky looking cross thing that's driving me nuts so if anyone knows we'll put it in the refs if anyone knows what that is please email us because it's gonna mm -hmm. bother me i swear i've seen it before why it's mine at ease yeah um yeah i guess like final notes from me here um very excited to see castiel he is not what i expected but also i'm sure he's gonna get there just based on what how he has been wait 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 not what you expected in what sense you gotta elaborate um, on that i don't know i guess like he i guess i was expecting him to be slightly goofier or like slightly less serious <laughs> just based on everything mm -hmm. i've heard about him and i guess we're gonna we're gonna get there it's gonna be a little while the like the like gruff like i'm a soldier of god angle like startled me a little bit he contains multitudes yeah, it's interesting yeah it's interesting mm -hmm. i wish i had i wish i'd seen constantine considering that uh constantine is apparently like a a significant pull for like his character design at least um but uh, yeah i i, I Cannot bring into anything there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, add, I'll ask Mitch about it because I know Mitch likes Constantine. Mm hmm. Nice. 
Um, so besides being surprised at his non-goofiness, what's your impression of Castiel? Uh, I like him. I like a cool guy in a shabby trench coat who's here to mix things up. Um, I'm excited to see where things are going to go from here. I, I guess also, I guess the major thing... I. The excuse that the show has so far, uh, which is like, this is again leading into some of the stuff we'll talk about next episode, but I'll just say it now, um, is like, Castiel most of the time will be too busy dealing with the like more important stuff than what the boys are dealing with, thus preventing him from just being able to solve all problems, because he sure seems real fucking powerful. Uh, considering what he can do to demons. And I guess, like, Sam now also has leveled up and can just, like, exercise demons with his mind and annihilate them, uh, which is also pretty cool, like I mentioned. Uh, so maybe demons are going to be less of a problem, but also I know this is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, this is American Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so we're going to get probably demon power escalation as well. Um, I don't know, like, I'm curious. Dean is just a regular guy. So I'm like, just <laughs> I'm curious what if he's ever going to get a power up that will put him on like a matching level with Castiel or Sam. Um, but also maybe Castiel and Sam will get nerfed. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, all I know is that I Dean is not games. Goku. <laughs> um, Sam is Goku, obviously. <laughs> uh, I love having never which, seen ooh, Does this make Castiel Vegeta? <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen I Dragon Ball. Know. I, I know. I'm I just know making jokes. I'm like just. I'm just it. making jokes. I don't um, even know. If Castiel know is not like. Vegeta. Um, I'm sure there's somebody in the audience who is getting these cuts and is laughing really hard. <laughs> Shout out to the person with Wyatt's brain. Um, yeah, that's my that's my general uh thing. Um. I'm interested. We'll talk more about uh, our thoughts on the season at large after yeah. we get the next episode, because that's when we get the first yeah. piece of plot. So. Yeah. This um, is like a teaser at the plot. Also, the wing scene is very cool. I know we've like talked oh, about yeah. it, but it's it's fucking good. I love big shadow <gasps> wings. It's cool. I love hints at an angel's true I form. I love when Supernatural actually lets angels be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Actor facts time. Um, the yep. new Ruby, it, Ruby is uh, Genevieve Padalecki was not Padalecki at the time. Um, yep. But yeah, they get this married, I guess. Met. It's pretty cute. Um, yeah, it is cute. Yeah. I, this is hashtag not my Ruby. Um, I'm fully behind <laughs> yeah. the, um, the, the theory that this is a different demon pretending to be Ruby. Uh, because, you know, I mean, I guess they're doing their best, but she has a really different vibe from old Ruby mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know how much is, like, acting choices and how much is writing. But even from the writing perspective, she's, like, less sassy, I guess? Uh, which might mm -hmm. just be because she's a little scared, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, have the I same guess issues. I'll wait. Like I don't have a problem out. with like Genevieve's acting like yeah, uh, being unconvincing or something. It's just not the same character in my head. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. it's like watching Matt Smith be the doctor. Like she's better than her husband, mm -hmm. but she doesn't give Katie Cassidy vibes. <laughs> yeah, rip to Katie Cassidy. Um who is alive? Let's clarify that. <laughs> yes, but rip to her <laughs> in the show. Um, yeah, anyway, Genevieve uh, Padalecki is also uh, Chris Ferullo, uh, Ferillo on Wildfire, which was her role uh, before this. Uh, and then after this, she will be uh, Emily Walker on Walker. 
Uh, I guess she's. Oh my God. I guess she's, she's in Walker. Uh, <laughs> Jarpad's wife in that show. That sounds like them. I. It's. It's weird to me when like an actor when like a husband and wife in media are also a husband and wife out of media. I don't know. Like it's fine. It's kind of cute, I guess. But also. You know who can do that? John Krasinski, Emily Blunt's Quiet Place. Hmm. Well, you're not going to be thinking that for very long. Eventually, you're going to have my response to thinking about <laughs> Jarpad and, and Genevieve acting like a couple on screen. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it's not... Ash, do you I, mean, what do you mean by that? I guess it's, it's, a, it's a bleed thing for me. I don't know. Like, for... For, for me, it's entirely just because of something that goes on between them in the show that just... It makes it too real. Okay. It, it stops being acting and, and then... Yeah, no, like, this okay, is what I'm talking about. This is why it's weird. It's like blending your personal life with, like, who... With, mm -hmm. like, the character you're playing a little bit too much for me. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's it's Because, like, it's already uncomfortable to watch a pair of actors, like, have sex or kiss on screen. It's even worse when they're probably actually, like, enjoying it and doing that sort of stuff in their personal Yeah. Life. Yeah, it does feel weird that in that sense. Like, I said it's cute that he married, like, his on-screen love interest. I do think, like, it's yes. cute when, like... Mm -hmm. The showman's In, like, cute. a parasocializing way, I like having that, like, insight into their backstory, you know? Like, I think that's fun. But, like, it's also parasocializing. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh... Okay, any other actors? Yeah, 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 um... Uh, so Pam uh, is uh, Thunderbird Dinwiddie, incredible name, uh, who is uh, Regina on The Walking Dead. Um, the demon waitress Jen Haley is uh, Hardball slash Celix from Battlestar Galactica. And uh, Misha Collins, who plays this funny new character you might have heard of named Castiel, <laughs> uh, play, like I mentioned, plays Alexis Drazen on 24 and Jeremy Bradshaw on the audio drama podcast Bridgewater. Uh, yeah, He's that's also Actor just Facts. generally a very nice and weird person. Um, yeah, like he's very strange. He's he's very strange. He's stripped on TikTok. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're gonna talk about Mr. Collins a lot. Uh, he yeah. knows he lives in our brains, yeah. and I think he, he might have the brainworms worse than much. any of us. <laughs> I don't know. He might not have them worse than Jensen. I mean, this being I think Jensen okay. Has well, he he doesn't fall for kinning his character, but. Mm -hmm. This True. being, like, the only thing that he's a major character in, like, does make that make more sense to me. It's like, yeah, this is his, this was his claim to fame. It makes guy. sense that he's, like, so this attached guy, yeah. to it. Especially as we've talked about several times with, like, Jarpad and Jensen, um, Jarpad and Jackals. Uh, it, like, playing the same characters for years must do fucked up things to your brain. Literally over a decade mm -hmm. for all three of them. Yeah. Also, also, I think it's also, like, important to note that, like, the cast and crew of Supernatural um, used the, the, used Supernatural, like, as a filter for, like, a lot of their real-life interactions with society. Like, a mm -hmm. lot of their um, donation work and things like that were, were, were based around, like, the Supernatural family thing. Um, Misha does uh, Gishwishes, which is, like, a worldwide scavenger hunt for charity oh that's um, cool yeah and i think like a lot of his appeal for that is people who are fans of supernatural um, yeah because otherwise like mm -hmm. um i mentioned really i think last week i mentioned um i said that like jarpad uses um keep fighting for like a charity thing it's actually yes, always keep fighting that was my bad uh, um 
but yeah, that's like a supernatural themed like charity foundation or like a yeah. fundraiser for charity or something like one of those. I, I didn't check the like Which, details clear, there. But, that's like, not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, that's definitely good. And like using yeah. a fan base, I mean, using it has like derogatory sounds to it, but like making use yeah. of a fan base to direct attention to charitable causes is good like that's not what we're upset about when we talk about jar having, having a theme around your charity is not bad yeah it's cute um the only time it rubs me the wrong way is when they also just make fun of the fandom for no reason yeah we've talked but, about this yeah you know it's my pet peeve we all know um but yeah and it also like uh like we were saying like they played these characters for 15 and 10 years respectively like their it's their claim to fame it's their main like it's what pays their bills now um so like i think it totally makes sense that they continue to have that like be part of their personality they still go to cons yeah they say misha's twitter picture is still cass yeah jensen redid his Um, for the boys but um misha still has cass as his icon yeah um Jensen named his brewing company the family business. But, like, (laughs) Supernatural is never going to leave these men's minds. They're still doing cons. They're still, like, all following each other on Twitter. Um, Like, Ruth Connell is still always, like, talking about Rowena on Twitter. Like, it's... The younger members of the cast, like, make TikToks about their characters in character. Like, all sorts of things are happening in the minds of these people. Like, when we make jokes about something being in the water on the Supernatural set, like, I don't know if it's just an actor thing. Like, I think the only other people I've seen, like, do this on this level is, like, David Tennant, Michael Sheen. Like, people of similar, Mm -hmm. like, cult following in, like, a similar boat. Um, But even then, like, David Tennant's not on the same level as Misha Collins. (laughs) No. Michael Sheen is, but... Not David Tennant. David Tennant's more normal, but he's Michael also not on social media, so he doesn't Misha have the opportunity Collins to be admitting weird. to reading fan fiction of their characters. Yes, yeah. To be fair, Michael Sheen was a fan of Good Omens before the 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 TV show was even a thing. Oh, I mean, this is early to say this, but at some point, Misha Collins, like early, pretty early in oh, like God. the fandom years um misha like at a con was saying that at some point very early in his supernatural career um decided to check out fan fiction because he was like well what do the fans think of me because he was figuring like oh if the fans like me i'll stick around you know um like he'll help they'll be he'll be kept on the show um if he's popular enough and so he found <laughs> fan fiction and started reading it and went oh i don't remember when that happened because <laughs> it was of course a dusty elf smut um, he's like, huh, so what fans <laughs> like is me doing this. Um, and he just like said this out loud on stage. Um, but also like, apparently the rest of the story is that like, he remembered the username of the person who wrote that story. And so then at a different con, somebody like asked a question and he somehow recognized their name or username or something. And he's like, oh, Incredible. are you on live journal? And just fucking killed them. Oh like, why would you do oh that? God. Oh God. That's like the funniest Misha Collins story I know. That's very good. Yeah, it's insane. We could talk about the Supernatural <laughs> cast and crew for like probably. Yes, years. but we have another episode to talk about. And so yeah. we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, episode season four, episode two. Are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. <laughs> Thank you.
Let's talk about. Are you there? Are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. Again, great title. Um, less to do with the episode than I thought it would, but that's fine. Um, we open on a cool hunter lady in her house, uh, spooked by her fritzing TV. She goes to her weapons closet to check the EMF and load a shotgun while she gets a voicemail from Bobby that informs us her name is Olivia and a truly elegant piece of exposition. Um, a spooky ghost that she recognizes appears. She tries to fend it off and also apologizes to it. But then another ghost appears behind her, behind her salt line, and stabs her. Um, I thought that would matter later, but it doesn't. Just ignore that. I guess ghosts can if it, are only stopped if they haven't manifested yet. I don't know. Maybe it came through the wall. It doesn't matter. Um, no salt in the wall. We cut to the boys, then uh, they're talking. Dean thinks Castiel is a demon against all evidence. Sam is trying to convince him otherwise. Bobby backs us up with facts and logic. Nothing in his research shows anything other than an angel uh, can pull someone out of hell. Dean is very anxious about being saved. He doesn't think he deserves it. Uh, Bobby gives him a bunch of homework to do on angels, and Sam goes out to get him food. While doing so, he runs into Ruby, who is very nervous that angels are involved now. Sam comes back to the house to find Bobby and Dean getting ready to go check on Olivia from the opening because she hasn't been returning Bobby's calls. At her house, they find her corpse inside the salt line, like I said. Uh, she's real jacked up looking. She's all ripped open. Um, Bobby calls some other hunters that live nearby for backup, but they don't answer either. Something's up. Uh, they Then there's like a montage of them checking on those hunters, uh, and they're all dead. Their bodies ripped open in a similar way. Um, the boys go get gas on the way to reconvene with Bobby, and in the washroom, Sam sees Victor Henriksen as a ghost. He blames Sam for his death and starts to beat the ever-loving shit out of him, but then Dean shows up and saves Sam with a shotgun. Uh, meanwhile, Bobby is stalked by the ghosts of some spooky twins. The boys come back to look for him, but it's a trap. He's being pinned in one of the cars in his junkyard by the ghost twins, and in the house, uh, they are attacked. Dean runs into the ghost of Meg. Uh, the human, not the demon, she berates Dean for not saving her and then beats him up and tells him that Meg had a little sister um, who killed herself when she found out Meg was dead, uh, which that's sad. Um, meanwhile, Bobby is being similarly guilt-tripped by the kids while Sam is looking for him. Sam finds him with his detective vision in like the rear view of one of the wrecked cars, which is very good. Um, goes to save him, is attacked by the ghost twins, but he and Bobby take them out as a combo attack. Um, and inside, Dean shoots an iron chandelier and drops it on Meg, which is very clever of him. The gang all reconvenes and talk about how they noticed a weird mark on the ghosts. Bobby grabs a book he thinks he's seen the symbol in and takes them down to his anti-ghost bomb shelter, which is pretty sick. Uh, down there, Dean asks the Theology 101 question, but why do bad things happen to good people? Um, Bobby, meanwhile, discovers that some kind of necromancer raised these ghosts to attack hunters, which ties into a prophecy called The Rising of the Witnesses, which is from this show's own super-secret special version of Revelations, like I mentioned, uh, before the break. Uh, anyway, the world's gonna end, Revelations is happening, uh, but, uh, Bobby knows a spell that should stop it. Um, I, I guess. They have to leave the panic room to do it. Uh, they run into Ronald on the stairs. Bobby shoots him. They rush around the house getting materials for the spells, shooting ghosts. Ghost Victor also informs Dean that his death scene was retconned and actually Lilith tortured them all alive. Uh, which is great. Uh, and then stabs Dean, but Sam shoots Victor and saves him. 
they get all the materials and Bobby does the spell with the boys shoot ghosts. It all goes pretty well until they start running out of ammo. And then we get the return of my favorite thing in Supernatural, the attack of waist high furniture, which takes Sam out. Um, <laughs> Bobby then gets stabbed by Meg and drops the spell bowl. But Dean catches it at the nick of time, throws it in the fire and banishes the ghosts. In the denouement, uh, Castile appears in the kitchen to speak with Dean when everyone else is asleep. Dean asks why he didn't help him and also calls him a dick. Castiel tells him to read the Bible and says he's got bigger concerns than helping with a ghost attack. The world's ending after all. All these sections of the prophecy are seals on a lock that, when broken, will free Lucifer. Uh-oh. Um, and this is why angels are back for the first time in 2,000 years. Dean asks why the angels didn't stop this one, didn't stop all the hunters from being killed. But apparently they tried, uh, and six of them died, and this is the fallout of that, which is neat. Um, Castiel threatens Dean a little here, uh, and then we cut to morning with Dean about to tell Sam what Castiel told him. And now we have our plot hook for this season. The world's gonna end, like I spoiled last episode, or la not, when we talked about last episode. <sighs> yeah, so this is another, um, classic, uh, supernatural thing of, like, Monster of the Week episode that ties in some way into the broader plot. And I felt like they did it pretty elegantly here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was. I also um, always love callbacks. It was fun to see all these characters again, even if it was very sad that they were all <laughs> extremely, yeah, brief and sad. And also they're all very angry because they've been cursed with the evil necromancer spell to just lash out in rage. Yeah. So some of the stuff they this say. Is, um, Sarah Gamble. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, directed sorry, by Phil Screesha, <laughs> whose name we keep saying and I never remember what he's done. Um, he directed Nightmare, Providence, Everybody Loves a Clown, Night Shifter, Hollywood Babylon, Kids Are Alright, Jews and Bellow, Ghost Facers, Are You There, God, It's Me, Dean mm -hmm. Winchester, so far. Yeah, good, good, pretty good director. Uh, there's some fun, like, camera stuff in this episode. My first note is about Dean saying, I don't like being singled out at birthday yeah, parties, much less mood. by God. Well, He's yeah, let's, guy. okay, hold on, that's the whole thing, we need to talk about this scene. Before that, uh, this recap is really good. Um, yeah, there's a bit in the recap the, with all their uh, dead Sam friends. saying, Dean, you're not going to go to hell. And it's like, well, yeah. now we can finally say, yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the All My Friends Are Dead opening. <laughs> what is this song? It doesn't say in the... Oh, it's The Time Has Come Today by the Chambers Brothers. Um, also, Pretty um, good song. Not also. When we get to 3, 3. Olivia... 3.5 stars. She's reading a book on the couch. The title is something like Secret Teachings of All Ages. I don't know what book that is. Oh. I don't know either. I assumed it was like a spirituality book or something. Okay, it is, according to Google, a codex to the ancient occult and esoteric traditions of the world. So yeah, it's like a hunter lore book. I see. Which I figured. That's why I noted down the title. It sounds pretty yeah. new agey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just continuing to scroll Google when I put in the title. Um. It says, perhaps the most comprehensive and complete esoteric encyclopedia ever written. Uh, if you read this book in its entirety, you'll be in a good position to dive into subjects such as the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah, really? Okay. I see. Uh, alchemy, tarot, ceremonial magic, neoplatonic, oh. dot, dot, dot. So, like, it's got all sorts of things in it, is the point. This is this is old. This is, um, this is not New Agey. This came out in 1928. Mm. So, Olivia's catching up on the classics. Yeah. <laughs> By man. Oh my god! Holy shit, look at this guy! <laughs> this absolutely seems like a guy who would write an occult textbook. Look at this fucking guy! <laughs> look at his eyebrows! 
Oh my god, that's a fucking guy, for sure. Mm, yeah. Over 150 volumes. What, what the, the hell? hell? Oh, not of that book. He's no, 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 no. He's things, he's published a lot of shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that is an entire bookshelf of just this book. But all right, that makes more sense. Um, my thought with Olivia, my thought process was incredibly stupid. I was like, oh, okay, so we've established that she's a hunter, a huntress, if you would. <laughs> uh, but just like to emphasize that it's rare that we actually get a girl who is a hunter, and I say girl and not woman deliberately. Um, I, like yeah. We we have a female hunter who is immediately just killed off casually. Yeah. But um, at least it wasn't just another man hunter who was killed off casually. <laughs> sorry, you saying the dead hunter is a woman? Yeah. You saying you saying huntress has just made me go ah she uh you know wink friend of Artemis. <laughs> Diversity win the dead huntress is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah! Apparently, apparently, Manly P. Hall was a Rosicrucian. Occult, occultism fascinates me. Are we good to move past Olivia's cold open onto Dean saying he wasn't groped by an angel? It, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about how Dean wasn't groped by an angel. He wasn't groped by an angel, guys. It's that simple. <laughs> That's all he knows. This is a this is a Dean's making a touched by an angel joke here, but we yeah, you know, it's still funny. It's it's the 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 thematic. Resonance of this line goes far beyond what Sarah Gamble <laughs> thought she was writing at the time. Also, Sarah so Gamble true. once again being weird about gay people and Dean, like once again making like yeah. jokes about Dean and sex and men in the same breath as like an extra funny punchline. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is um. I feel like this whole scene ties nicely back into a lot of the stuff we've talked about with Dean and religion up until this point, and also Sam yeah. and religion. Like this feels, it's so I mean, good. and also fits because Sarah Gamble is the writer of this episode, as also the writer of Faith, where all this is like mm -hmm. and coming holy, home to yeah. roost in a way. Yeah, and houses of the holy. It's it's neat. It's yeah. It's continue. I'm very interested. It's really in good that seeing... Dean, the faithless one, is the one who has been literally rescued by an angel. Um, yep. And refuses to believe it, whereas mm -hmm. Sam, who has not met the angel, um, is perfectly willing to accept that this is actually an angel because he's. It's interesting because, it. yeah, in Houses of the Holy, Dean saw like what the show clearly was pointing us towards, like him thinking it was an act of God in a way that like shook his like lack of faith. But that doesn't really come up here at mm -hmm. all. Well, he's been to hell since. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Um, which, on that note, hell does like change Dean's character. I feel like a lot of the time, like looking back on early seasons, it's like, oh, he's just a little guy because later seasons Dean, um, and even like season four and later Dean is like toughened in a way that like season one Dean is not, you know? So like, mm -hmm. we're going to see the ways that going to hell has affected Dean and his relationship mm -hmm. with the world. Mm -hmm. And so one of those ways apparently is that it makes it even harder for him to believe in good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent four months down there, you know, and we saw a glimpse of what that was like, and we're going to learn significantly more of what that was like. And he's he doesn't want to believe that because good things yeah. shouldn't, bad things shouldn't happen to good people, and he didn't deserve that. That was what he said in um, 310. Mm -hmm. He doesn't deserve to go to hell, and he went to hell anyway. So why would an angel save him mm -hmm. after going to hell? Why can't you just stop yeah. him from going to hell, you know? Mm-hmm. 
he has a lot of resentment mixed in with his faith issues. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Dean's comment about, like, I don't like being singled out at birthday parties, let alone by God, is, like, like he's making a joke, but I think, like, it ties back into Cass's line in the previous episode about how, you know, you don't think you deserve to be saved. Um, where, like, if he is quote-unquote special, if he is meant for some kind of higher purpose, um, then that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, that's like getting picked to be, like, the secretary of the CEO. You can't, like, show up in jeans every day anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember the picture of the this, this CW jeans basement. Uh, what? Oh, my God. Well, now I have to find this picture. Okay, there's a picture somewhere of, like, the costume department for Supernatural, and it's just, like, a massive, massive room of shelves. Well, shelves is not the word I want. Racks and racks of jeans. Oh, my gosh. Wild. Um, but that was not the point you were making. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine, like, the, the awkwardness of, like, while everyone's singing happy birthday to you and you, like, don't know what to do with your hands, you know? Like, it's awful, and I hate that, too. Yeah. And then, like, imagine... You know, everybody's looking at you not like because they're singing to you, but because you have a mission from God. Like that's crazy. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You start to understand why why Jonah jumped into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> well, ran away on a boat and got thrown into the ocean. Same div. Um, Dean says, "Don't you think that if angels were real, some hunter somewhere would yeah. have seen one so at like, some point ever?" And Sam says, you. "Yeah, you just did, Dean. Like it's not a problem for Sam that this hasn't happened yet. He's like, it just did." Yeah. Sounds like it's about fucking time. <laughs> and like why it said in the synopsis, Cass has a reason for why angels haven't been around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because yeah. now the stakes are high. Don't know why the stakes happen to be high right now of all times, but that's yeah. when the show is set. So that's when they're high. That's the narr- chicken or the egg scenario oh, in I narrative. Know why. Because, okay, I'm like tracing back the path. And, like, why would Lilith try to free Lucifer now? And it's because now Lilith is out of hell mm. because they opened the gates in season two finale. And why did that happen then? Because that's when Azazel's went through. Like, why did it happen then? Yeah, because like... it did. Mm-hmm. And he's he's had multiple tries, so I can excuse the fact that this all happens to be yeah. right now because that's when it happened. Supernatural apocalypses don't tend to have uh, greater structural things hinting to them 10 years in advance, <laughs> like regular apocalypses do. Well, supernatural doesn't exist yeah. in a society. Supernatural exists because events happen individually to individuals. So Sam's is an interesting line here. Um, I know you're not all choir boy about this stuff, but this is becoming mm-hmm. less and less about faith and more and more about proof, which is... Yeah, he yeah. literally yeah. saw an angel with his bare eyes, and nobody else can explain any other way for how Dean could be standing here. Like, that's empirical. Yeah. <laughs> that's evidence. Like, what, what more I could you possibly love how want, Sam Dean? Didn't even see Cass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't think Dean is making this up, so he's, he's good to believe yeah. Dean's word. That would be really funny, though. Imagine if Dean, non believer, was like, Yeah, I met an angel. Can you imagine the chutzpah of this guy to <laughs> pretend to be an angel? And Sam was like, Wow, you met an angel? <laughs> and just made that up. It'd be so funny. That would be that would be incredible. Longest con. <laughs> There's um, Yeah, worth noting that Sam does not meet Cass for a little while longer. Certainly not in this episode. Yeah. There's a thing that. here that like yeah. I my brain is stuck on about the nature of like faith versus proof and the general 
uh, like the way it ties into the broader structure of the show as, um, for example, the way monsters are like an irrefutable proof of like evil and thus uh, the moral allowance for killing them. It sort of has a similar thing here of like there's no ambiguity at like Dean has been saved by an angel and it is not about faith. It's about proof. We have confirmation um, and I don't know what to do with that exactly, but like those two things are like locking together in my brain. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that like angels exist in like a good yeah, or like binary. angels tie into the show's already existing good the bad same, binary the same... in a way that. Yeah, the same binary yeah. as the monster is on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like um, we talked about when, I guess it was in season three. Oh, probably in uh, Sin City. Yes, that's when it was. In 3-4 Sin City, when Casey was talking about the war mm. of hell. Um, and she wasn't saying anything about angels. And she said something about how like demons are going to win. And I was saying that it was against humans. And Wyatt argued with me a little bit. <laughs> um, love you, Wyatt. But at this point, now we have a heaven and hell balance dynamic. Like, it's no longer monsters versus humans. It's monsters versus mm -hmm. humans, and the angels are showing up. How many cars can possibly go down my block with their engines blaring? That was the most obnoxious noise I can imagine. I'm going to slash your fucking tires and do that again. Anyway. Um, somebody says Cass's name really weird in this scene. I think it's Sam because he seems to be the one to say Castiel. He says something like, why do you think this Castiel would lie to you about it? Like, he just emphasizes the wrong yeah. syllable. It sounds very strange. It was funny. Castiel. Like, you don't know that's yeah, going to be your best Castiel. Um, and again, they, um, somebody says it for Cass. Dean says maybe he's mm. some kind of demon. But then... Uh, later, Dean, in the same scene, says, I'm not going to believe that this thing is a freaking angel of the mm. Lord because it says so. So he's he's going back and forth on whether Cass is a person. He's trying to decide whether Cass is a monster or, a or not. See, I said Cass there, and mm -hmm. it felt weird to me. <laughs> and if he is... <laughs> and if he is a monster, yeah. what they're going to do Yeah, nothing works. They've tried. Um, mm -hmm. And then we get this Ruby scene, and I like how scared Ruby is. It's like, oh, geez, fucking angel's here. I'm not, I don't want to get she's involved like, in this situation. <laughs> I'm checking out. Yeah, she's, she's there like, neat, bye. The pie. See you later. Oh. He forgot the pie. He forgot the fucking He said pie. something like, when have I ever forgotten the pie? Yep. And it's like, well, the last time Dean sent you in to get pie without being with you, you got kidnapped <laughs> for the Hunger Games. So it's you true. didn't give him his pie. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't forget. He didn't forget the pie, he did but forget. he didn't get any pie. Yeah. And this is why Sam is the least favorite brother. <laughs> he straight up forgot the pie. Why would he do this to him? Doesn't he care at all? <laughs> um, my, before the pie, my notes ha just say convo underlined, which means that there's something that people have said. Um. <laughs> uh, well, is that the Sam I Ruby? I just have Sammy with a heart. A wine oh, I mean, we talked about that already, right? Is... Oh, no, it's, it's where Dean is saying, like, why would God give a crap about me personally if he exists? Um, he says, I mean, I've saved some people, okay? I figured that made up for the stealing and the ditching chicks, but why do I deserve to get saved? I'm just a regular guy. Um, which we, we did talk about, like, he, he doesn't want to be singled out, but I really like this, this insight into Dean's personal moral code where he's like, yeah, I mean, I do some bad things. I'm not a great person, but I, you know, I'm, overall I try to be a hero, which is... You know, balancing it out yeah. is, is 
fascinating. Dean, you have so many issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little heart emoji I, I, I heard at the end <laughs> of that, Wyatt. <laughs> you are not immune to Dean. I'm um, also, um, Bobby shows them that picture of the angel pulling a guy out of hell to see, like, look, yeah. all of lore says this one. Um, and while while they're looking at it, Dean, like, touches his shoulder. Uh, it's so good. I didn't it's even so notice. Mr. Ackles or Miss Gamble, one of the two. Which one of you is to blame? <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good little little thing. I didn't notice that either. It's so good. It's like the angel is like above this man and bringing a hand down to touch his flaming shoulder or something. I don't have it in front of me. This is off my memory. But um it's at roughly the thirty six twenty six mark, because that's the timestamp I wrote. Oh. Down. I actually did remember a timestamp, Wyatt. Aren't you yes. proud of me? Um and and it's it's really good. Because last time I wanted this image, I couldn't find it. So this time while I was in the episode, I wrote it down. And so the implication is, like, this is how yeah. Castiel pulled him out with the hand on his shoulder. But I like what I said last mm-hmm. time I mentioned this in this episode. Because, again, that's such a uh-huh. stupid angle to pull someone yeah, you can't from. really get a good grip. Like, the, the, like, flaming touch, you know, burning into his flesh is very cool. But, like, that's not a good way to grip somebody. To, Raise them to from A-A-U. perdition. A U where Castiel grabs him by the head and he just has this handprint on his head that his hair grows weird around. Oh, fans have lots oh, of fun. Yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah. I think the wrist is one I saw that's really good. I exactly. I think the wrist is my favorite one. I think that it should have been the wrist because then you get like a reciprocal grab, and then Cass would also have a mark there. I that think that good. would slap so hard. And but so they get to hold hands. Alas. Someone's done the ass for sure, right? They get to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't touch me there. I think he should have grabbed him by the ankle and just fucking hoisted him, <laughs> scoop him by the back yeah. of the neck, like a kitten. Um, mo- moving on style. here. Um, yeah, he's got arm prints on him. Uh, moving on here, the, like, gore, like, prosthetic stuff they use in this episode is very cool. I love how jacked uh-huh. up their, like, chests are. Yeah. It's like, it a was, rib cage ugh, has been nasty. torn open. It felt like, it reminded me of, uh, back in the werewolf episode with people's hearts getting ripped, getting ripped out, um, but mm-hmm. I, that didn't come up either, so, I don't know, I guess they just real, real clotted them. This is another instance of the boys just walking into some place yeah. with their guns out, which, like, we've talked about a lot, um, but, like, literally all they do in this show is walk around places holding guns. Um, it's so stupid every time. They, they just, like, they walk in, yeah. they're like, hello, is anybody there? You know, and they're, like, literally holding a shotgun. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do if someone says yes? Lower it slowly, hopefully. And this, they do this twice. They they walk in on the hunter place and um wherever it is that they actually get the the ghost showing up. So I guess mm-hmm. Bobby's place. Like they just walk around with guns in the um, show. That's their the show. trigger discipline also is real bad. Bobby's like fingers hovering around the trigger. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. You should know better than that. I had a couple of moments in this episode where I was like, <laughs> not my Bobby. Bobby wouldn't be this mm-hmm. stupid. Because, um, like, the ghosts are coming, and you're like, oh, yeah, the ghosts are going after all these hunters who and killing them violently. We should probably be doing something about that, right? No, Bobby's just fucking sitting there. He's not in yeah. a salt circle or shit. 
and then like the radio turns on or whatever and he he just like gets up and stands there and looks at things and Bobby got um, start moving what the, are you uh, doing they gassed him with the stuff from Cabin in the Woods to turn him into uh-huh. a into a horror protagonist for a bit there <laughs> they hit him he they hit him with the, the with the funny ball. gas it was yeah. so dumb doesn't smoke enough weed he's not yeah new. yeah He's like, you guys better come back to my place to, you know, so we can be safe. And it's like, so start making your place safe. Why are you just sitting yeah. on your ass? It and Sam so runs into Victor. I was, mm-hmm. I was sad mm-hmm. at this scene. I was like, Victor. And I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. they're enemies now again. <laughs> also, the bit later where Victor talks to Dean, we'll talk about that. But that one would, in particular was good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like Sam says, I'm sorry. And Hendrickson's, I know you are. And. Yeah, it's like you did this to me. It was your fault. She was after you, and it's like the ghosts are being like magically induced to be mad. So it's sort of unclear how much of this is what the people like, what the they actually think. Um, But I don't think Henriksen would actually blame Sam of all people. Yeah, the whole time Alex was listening to this episode um, over my shoulder, he was like, "They shouldn't be this mad that." That, like, that makes no sense. Yeah. They shouldn't blame them. And I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, it is very sad for Sam specifically, though, because he already yeah. beats himself up so much every time mm-hmm. he can't save someone. So this episode yeah. is really good for is the Sam girls. Is there a episode being good for the Sam girls? Diversity win. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, later... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's... It... it works in some ways and doesn't for me and others like i thought this whole time it's like these aren't the actual people like this is like some um creature that is like using them uh to like psychologically hurt the boys but like no they're the actual people but Mm -hmm. you know being a ghost like Mm -hmm. fucks with you as we've talked about i guess yeah and also being uh induced to be angry by a necromancer mark Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Seeing well, so Meg this again is made me not happy. related, right, but Sam is like washing his hands in the dirtiest sink I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a gas <laughs> station. Like a gas bathroom. station. Fitting, I know yeah. it's a gas station bathroom. I'm not saying gas station bathrooms are clean. I'm just saying this is like excessively dirty. This is the dirtiest bathroom you could imagine. I was like, yeah, that's right. This is a, <laughs> this is a gas station bathroom in the Midwest. I think okay. I've been in worse gas station bathrooms than this. Well, I hated it, so yeah, I'm it's sorry bad. for you. Yeah, thank you. Emma, you fucking hang out in the New York subway. <laughs> there are rats there. Yes, and I kiss them with tongue. What is your point? Uh, call that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to hear you bellyaching about the fucking uh, some dirt in a sink. But that's there where you go to get them. clean. <laughs> <laughs> the water's not dirty. Yeah, coming out of that, is. I would not trust that. Where the, the handles are. Are you are you kissing the sink with tongue, Emma? <laughs> anyway, Bobby I runs just hated into the, the sink. Okay. Bobby runs into the twins from The Shining. Um, I even though he got got very horror movied here, the bit where they're like looking for him out in the trash yard, uh, and we see him like up in the car with the girls like holding his like mouth and like keeping him down, and he's just like making little scared sounds. I felt like was pretty effective, mm-hmm. especially yeah, that it's it in pretty... broad daylight. I don't know. I like ghosts in broad daylight. Yeah, we talked about this in episode one. Yeah, our episode. Yeah. One. Yeah, broad daylight, but also, like, they're in the car, so it's dark, but, like, there's an interplay mm-hmm. of light and shadow across them. I th- yeah, it was cool. Yeah. There's there's good stuff with light and shadow in this in general, because it's pretty dark in um in uh, Bobby's house. 
Mm-hmm. Then Meg shows up. They do this and, fucking yeah. like actual flashback Meg. with Meg that yeah, is like suddenly we're watching up. an anime. It's like, yeah, I remember what happened. I guess like for a lot of people, like this was multiple. This was like years ago. Also, season but... four, so they want to remind people yeah. who haven't been binging it. Yeah, this has been months but... for like normal live viewers. Damn. Wow, love how that implies we were dead. Viewers who were watching it live. It's not as bad as like a little bit ago when there was an even more anime one where they flash back to something that happened like two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Also, this Meg is not extremely recognizable. So like it's fair that they no, would be like, remember when she looked fair. like this? That's fair. Yeah. Um to that point, she says that the demon Meg dressed Yeah, her I don't like know what slut. the fuck is up with that. She Again, says, she this just is had what a I cool like leather before jacket that on. demon cut off my hair and dressed me like a slut. Like what the what? Th- and for for Meg herself a to and a say t-shirt. that, like it's not Dean yeah. saying sorry, she dressed you like yeah. a slut. This is Meg. This show continues describing to be weird her about women. presentation in that way. It's so yeah. weird. She was wearing, and this is an episode girl. written by no. a woman. Why would you yeah. do this? Yeah. yeah, The shirt Ghost Meg is wearing right now is more low cut than a lot of the shirts Demon Meg was wearing. Like, hello. <laughs> and like the equation of like short hair and like there's yeah. something weird there. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. As as a short haired woman. <laughs> There's, I think there's an association of, of non-heterosexuality. I know whenever, at this point, like in time when women would cut their hair short, there was automatically accusations of being a lesbian. Yeah, that's why I cut mine off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it on purpose. <laughs> exactly. It's called flagging. Um, anyway, <laughs> this Meg says, it's okay, I'm not a demon. Which is nice. I like that. Like the little... Mm-hmm sarcastic because like she's a ghost who's trying to kill him it's not actually okay but the way that she's like don't worry because she knows that he sees demons as a threat and she knows that firsthand um and like the sort of things that he would do if she were a demon whoo it's good they've got history i like it yeah Mm -hmm. i felt this like oh my little sister killed herself was like uh, there was some like needlessly i think yeah there, yeah, well, that and also Victor being like, and we got tortured. I I don't know. There was some, it felt needless. Like, we already have these mm-hmm. characters, like them being like, oh, and here's all the extra bad stuff that happened. I don't know. It felt like it was digging the knife in for no reason. Yeah, it, like, it not only did like, you kill like Victor, now form. you have yeah. to have tortured him and And, and flayed um, Nancy. Nancy alive. Yeah, like, we that yeah. literally is retconning the thing we saw on screen of the Flash taking them out. Like, what was the point of that? That's what made me think, like, are they lying? Like, is this not actually what happened? Is this, like, a creature impersonating them? But no, like, I don't know what's going on here. Sarah Gamble just decided, you know what? What if it was even worse? Yeah, I, I like... Because demons are evil and they torture people. Yeah. But didn't she write the episode where Victor died? Like, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. Did she write? Hold on, let me check. Yes, she literally wrote that, and then went never Retconned mind. Retconned her own she fucking episode. Stephen Moffat coded. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a weird decision. Again, like, the treatment of black characters, she's like, what if I double down on killing him? I, like, double killed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then brought him back as a villain again. Yeah, for, it's... Just for the moment, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Also, I think, not related to the Sarah Gamble criticism train, but um, if we're bringing back Victor and... 
um, Ronald. I think we should have brought back Richie as well. Yeah. If we're, if we're getting all of Dean's old boyfriends, dead it's boyfriends, true. we should, we should add him to the train. I would have been happy to see Richie again. Yeah. Ash. I wonder if they tried. Ash. Well, Ash wasn't really their fault at all. Like, that, that's a stretch. I mean, Richie but wasn't really their fault the either. House. Richie was just an idiot who wanted to get laid. Yeah, but they were at least directly, like, there on the same case. I guess that's true. What well, was Azazel that burned the roadhouse down? Yeah. Ta- yeah, Ash actually, Ash's death is more their fault than Richie's death, I don't mm-hmm. Okay, fair. I would accept Ash instead. They should have gotten Chad Lindbergh back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss him. Feel, feel like shit, just want him back. Yeah, well, like pure shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I love just throwing little teasers out there. So as I was saying, back to Meg. Um, mm-hmm. Dean says, I'm sorry. And she says, oh, yeah, so sorry you had me thrown off a building. And he says, well, we thought. And she says, no, you didn't think. Which is, you know, mm-hmm. pretty classic exchange, but it's good. Um, She says, I kept waiting, praying. Praying is like loaded word in this show i like it i like yeah. the usage here mm-hmm. um and then she says you're supposed to help people dean why didn't you help me which is really good really good yeah. mm-hmm. really appealing mm-hmm. to the boys specific set of problems yeah mm-hmm. um anyway yeah, bobby left these two girls to die which like i don't we don't have the context for this i i believe that there was probably extenuating circumstances too, ju- too John coded of Bobby to have done that on purpose. Oh yeah, no, I think what it what it is implied. Yeah, it says is you that... didn't find us. Yeah, yeah. The, like he the failed to say they died is that he so didn't... close. Mm. Yeah, and that's what makes them angry is that he was right there. Um, right, right. Yeah, the month, Yeah, you walked right past that door. Smarter. The monster had us, and you didn't find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And then as karmic justice, you won't. They won't find you. Yeah. Yeah. There there is a Meg line here that draws some like connections between Meg the person and Meg the demon that I thought was funny where she says, Come on, Dean, did your brain get French fried in hell? You can't shoot me <laughs> with bullets. Yeah, that is a very Meg line. That is very Meg, yeah. Um, I do think it's um of note that Bobby gets completely new ghosts to go after him. Like we don't get yeah, any instead of his wife. actual Bobby backstory because we've already had his dead wife go after him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that though. I feel like it would have been. Yeah, it would have been super boring yeah. if it was just the same dead wife thing again. Also, they really wanted had to do. Fridged, it's fine. <laughs> they really wanted to do the spooky twin girls from The Shining. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then in future, I guess seasons. Yeah, future seasons, they establish another character that I would have been interested to see. Um, oh. here, but they clearly hadn't come up with that idea yet so they can't have the ghost taunt bobby here yeah dm me i want to know who you're talking yeah um and then we get like yeah their moment of safety here and they talk about the mark of the witness and um bobby says uh these ghosts they were forced to rise they woke up in agony they were like rabid dogs it ain't their fault someone rose them on purpose so yeah and then it was like Mm -hmm. yeah turns out revelations we got we got (laughs) what's the what's the word i'm looking for we know like we supernatural know the actual secret revelations the the dead sea scrolls show i don't know i always find this sort of thing really goofy yeah it's it's really funny but (laughs) the funny thing for me is is i don't think i've ever read revelations um i don't know if how much i know just from cultural osmosis 
Um, so I was I was totally willing to buy that this was like something actually in Revelations. I mean, the witnesses. Um, there are two witnesses in uh, Revelations, but that that's two. Yeah. The most I know about Revelations is like whatever I've picked up from Good Omens adjacent content. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Pretty one of much. ours. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I don't go here. I'm like, Me oh, the the uh, the seas are turning to blood and boiling or something. <laughs> That's my impression yeah. of Revelations. <laughs> the locusts. I'll be I'll be the Revelations guy going forward, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know like the four, four horsemen, but even then, I know that's an apocalypse, but I don't know what Revelations has to do with the apocalypse. Well, that's the well, that's the, one, the apocalypse. That's the book that has like and four shall ride and you know white horse whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed. Yeah, which again is in Good Omens because when the horsemen sit meet yes. the um. Hell's Angels. They're like, oh, what chapter are you from? Revelations chapter whatever chapter it is. Mm -hmm. Which is a fun joke and also, again, like, my one exposure. (laughs) So true. Good omens, my beloved. Um, Bobby says Idjit again in this episode. Yeah, he does. Hell yeah. That's that's him. And then they go to his ghost and demon-proof panic room. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Because you built a Sam very impressed and like, you know, happy. He goes like, you built a panic room? And Bobby goes, I had a weekend off. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're all so cute. And, they're just hanging out. They're and like, then Dean Haha. goes, Bobby. Dean goes, Bobby, you're awesome. Bobby's pretty awesome. Picture of a swimsuit he model just because. <laughs> yeah. We established some heterosexuality in the show just uh-huh. for fun. Yeah. I like there's there's some interest like fun characterization in it and that it's like it's sort of a tasteful pinup that's like all black and white and old. It's like mm-hmm. this is some old movie I mean, star it's, from when it's, Bobby it's was like a it's kid a one piece, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Like it's not even a mm-hmm. bikini. Yeah. Um so thank you, Bobby, for sparing it's, me women's midriffs. It's uh I think it's more nodding towards like the awkwardness of acknowledging your family's sexuality. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um yeah, like there is no reason for that joke yeah. to exist. Like the sh- the episode would be completely fine without it, but like it's not terrible as a sex joke. Yeah, yeah, it's not the worst uh, supernatural crime against women. Um, I really like the the bit when they walk in and uh, you see the shadow of the light coming down from the ventilation mm-hmm. shaft, yeah. and you can see the like um because he's also put a like uh pentagram. Uh, not a pentagram, but like a, a protective circle. Yeah, protective circle, like on the ceiling to get them to stop them from coming in through the ventilation shaft. Also, um, and the way the light shines off of it and reflects its shadow on the floor is very cool. And then the camera pans up, and we see it on the grate. And then like the light gets turned on, and then we see the bigger, the same um, like protective circle. I think mirrored on the floor uh, is cool. And then yeah, his big like enormous so weapon rack. And, mm-hmm. like, emergency food and little cot and, like, cool, like, radio station. He's got all sorts of fun stuff down here. Mm-hmm. It's great. Also, the foley on the door being shot with, like, the big, like, lock sound is, was very good. Yeah. It's like, this place is secure as hell. It's great. I love it. Only Castiel can get them out of here. Well, For now. <laughs> Once Bobby the learns panic room is an wars. established set now, so we're gonna see some more of it. Mm, cool, uh-huh, we do. Yeah, I'm glad it's a good set. You did a good job with it. It is a good set. 
Um, then Dean does his why do bad things happen to good people speech. Uh-huh. Um, Bobby's like, I'm not going near this one. And then they talk yeah. about uh, brands on souls. That's um, mm-hmm. Mark of the Witness rise- raising them. But like specifically a brands on a soul made me go, hmm. 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 So somebody raised them and it left a mark. Interesting, you say. Yeah, I I personally find the problem of evil profoundly uninteresting. I think there are a lot more interesting theological questions. And so I just sort of rolled of my eyes at do. this a little bit. <laughs> I think it makes sense for Dean to be yeah. having this specific problem, but like it's been talked about. I mean, death. it's been it's been So like I'm glad they don't like Dean's go into earlier, sitting but... with it of like the yeah. car- the characters have a conversation about it, but like I do like that we established that Dean at least has this specific thing bugging him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense as a character thing, but it's not interesting to explore outside of that. Yeah. The apocalypse. Dean says $5 a gallon gas apocalypse. Um, yeah, just five. That's, yep, $5. I googled um, the gas prices in Washington State. Diesel is $4. Well, how expensive is gas in New York, Emma? I don't drive, so I don't know. <laughs> you can Google it. Okay. Well, so could you. I don't you. drive either. So, this is a, this is a, All right, I 450, assume. 450, <laughs> are the first three results when you Google gas in NYC at this moment. Jeez. So, we're at the apocalypse, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Dean saying this makes sense because this is, this is, I believe, a deliberate reference to the 1990 oil price shock, which is a thing that he would have lived through. Um, and Mm -hmm. the fact that they like drove around on the road all day, I mean, he would have been pretty young when it happened, but still the fact that like the, I'm, I'm sure it was probably something John would have talked about, especially as someone who like Mm -hmm. was a soldier. Yeah. Also, this is in... Like late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, right? So this is during the economic yes. recession. Also recession. that, yeah. And I remember during that recession, people talking about gas prices like it was the fucking end yep. of the world too. Yeah. So. Yeah. This this aired in um, September of two thousand eight. Still. Oh, and I should say, I said it was written by Sarah Gamble. The teleplay was written by Sarah Gamble. The story was written by Sarah Gamble and Lou Bolo. Oh. Um, he. He was the stunt coordinator from 2005 to 2017 on Supernatural. Um, He is someone we're going to have to talk about more in season six for a reason I don't want to spoil. But he has writer credits for this episode with Sarah Gamble and Wishful Thinking in season four with Ben Edlund. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just... You you bring that up just makes me curious if we're ever going to get any, like, 2008 like financial crisis like stuff going on in the background of this show um considering how much it digs into americana like i would be surprised if there weren't any plot lines related into people like losing their houses and that tying into supernatural events in some way not really i don't think think so because this is already september the most they do is had season three to do that um and i yeah i think the most supernatural does not like acknowledging references like society you know Okay. Yeah. I the just like for how libertarian the show is, so. I I would I would I, it's surprising to me that they don't take a chance like give a shot against that. Mm-hmm. Um so Dean says that uh next now that the apocalypse is here, they should go on a road trip to the Grand Canyon, the Star Trek experience, uh um, some sort of brothel. 
Yeah. He wants to go to the Star Trek experience. He does want to go to the Star Trek experience. He does. <laughs> okay, to be fair, to be fair, the bunny farm he references is a legal licensed brothel. So yeah. it's less sketchy than, you know, a regular brothel. <laughs> Presumably. Oh, you Presumably. mean like the one in season five? Oh, boy. Yes, that one. Because <laughs> it's in Nevada where sex work is at least kind of legalized and a little bit more... Um... I just need to say, I love the... Actually, I'm blogging this episode. was like, I hope I hope he's talking about an actual bunny ranch. And I'm like, honey, no. I think Dean should hold a rabbit. It would fix his problems for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I literally turned around to Alex. I was like, when he says bunny ranch... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alex was like, uh, this is Dean Winchester, so I'm gonna guess they're not real bunnies. No. Nope. It was a it was a it was a bad day for uh-huh. me. Oh my god, he does get to hold a rabbit. I thought so. <laughs> Good for him. I'm so happy right now. That's what he deserves. I don't know what episode or season this is. Oh, yes I do. It's in season twelve, so I need to hold off for a long time, but it does happen. Good for him. That's what he deserves. Um, I'm so happy. Yeah, me too. He gets so anyway. Uh then we meet Ronald who um Wait, wait, sad. right before that. Oh, okay. Um Bobby's like, Oh, I have all the ingredients for this magic spell uh in the house. And Zine goes, Any chance you got everything we need in here in this room? Because he does not want to leave uh-huh. this very appealing ghost proof panic yeah. room. And Bobby goes, So you thought our luck was gonna start now all of a sudden? <laughs> I love him. Mm-hmm. Love you, Bobby. Mm-hmm. He's such an asshole. This is this is very this very much felt like a video game mission to me. It was like, oh yeah, you got to run around the house mm-hmm. collecting all the ingredients, shooting ghosts. <laughs> no, and yeah, then there's literally. a. It feels like a left for yeah, dead. Yeah, there's mission. a there's a defense. There's an NPC defense uh, ending where they got to keep Bobby's mm-hmm. health bar from dropping to zero as so he gets true. attacked by ghosts. <laughs> which which is to say, there's not that much more interesting stuff to talk about in this episode because it's basically just like the big old climax. Um, of them shooting ghosts and you know i do have a couple of line notes before the kitchen scene which is obviously the most important part of this episode um (laughs) but when when they see ronald on the stairs dean's like talking to him and then ronald goes to like stand up and and um bobby shoots him and he goes if you're gonna shoot shoot don't talk yeah yeah I don't think Ronald has a real claim here. He's like, I'm I'm dead because of you. You were supposed to help me. Like, you chose to go hold up that bank. Alex said the same thing. Like, he didn't even get, like, like, killed by a supernatural creature. He got shot by the cops. There's also a, like, kind of fatphobic joke later where Dean's like, Ronald, hey, come on. I thought we were pals. And Ronald says, that's when I was breathing. Now I'm going to eat you alive, which I did like. And then Dean says, well, come on. I'm not a cheeseburger. Boo. But he's, his delivery yeah. on the line, I don't like the it, line, of course, but his delivery is so funny. He goes, I'm not a cheeseburger. It is. It, it Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's baby. I'm not a cheeseburger. Um, this is this is where the Henriksen torture thing happened. We talked about that already. Yep. It's like, I, yeah, I yeah. expressed my opinion on that. Um, also, to have another man's yeah. fist inside of you. Literally, <laughs> why was why did he grab Dean's heart? Yeah. Also, they're on a first name basis. Dean calls him Victor. Sam called him Henriksen when he saw him. Yeah, there oh is my. a. I do like that brief acknowledgement between them. It's like they could have been friends. Mm-hmm. I talked about how yeah. they had that. They they like connected. And Henry Henriksen does say, "Tell me how it's fair. You got saved from hell. I die. Why do you deserve another chance, Dean?" Which was pretty good. 
How does he know that? Um, presumably because Lilith is the one who raised mm, right, them. Right, right, right. Lilith's the necromancer so in question here, yeah. Yeah, so Lilith um, knows. We don't find that out until Cass tells us. I guess, I actually, I just now realized the hand plunging thing. This Again, this is not something we've seen ghosts do before. I guess this is a special power that Lilith's necromancy ghosts can do. This is their, like, if you fight a level 50 ghost, this is its new move. Um, <laughs> but... I, it suddenly made everything make sense for me of why those corpses were ripped open earlier of, yeah, I guess the mm. deaths where the ghost plunges its hand in and then like rips you open from the inside. And that's why the rib cages have been burst, which is, I guess, like a cool continuity thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very convenient that going in is not physically manifesting the hand. It's only taking it out. So like yeah. Dean and Bobby have no wounds from having their hearts grabbed. Yeah. Like, it's not plunged, it's ghost phasing through. Yeah. Before Henriksen shows up again, I think. Okay, when Meg finds Sam, so Dean and Sam have swapped ghosts because now Meg is with Sam and Henriksen is with Dean. Um, Meg says, uh, I thought you must have learned something. I thought I died for something. But what you're doing with that demon Ruby, how many innocent bodies has has Ruby burned through for kicks? How many girls just like me? And you don't send her back to hell? You're a monster. And then he shoots her in the face. Um, like, it's it. there's a lot there. Um, I really mm-hmm. like the calling attention to Sam's hypocrisy. Um, and, like, again, another warning about Ruby. And, like, highlighting that, yeah, it is pretty messed up that he's hanging out with Ruby when there's at least one person that Ruby has possessed before this one. Um, we'll, mm-hmm. We will find out a little bit more later in the season. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it is not fair to Meg to do this um and she specifically says you're a monster so again that like sam monster person blur and then he shoots her Mm -hmm. right after she says that like she's wrong because she's dead because she's a monster like (laughs) crazy Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot there or Mm -hmm. her him killing her or i guess not killing her but because she could she continues to come after him but um dispelling her shooting her is either you know, the right move because she's an angry ghost or the wrong move and proving her point. Like, it's, there's, like, this excellent ambiguity that Sam kind of lives in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we skipped over this, but one of one of the ingredients that Bobby sends Dean after in the kitchen is opium, and Dean's like, opium? Yeah. Listen, you need all yeah. sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. He just keeps opium in the That's kitchen. That's all I got, except for, yeah, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Put that on a poppy seed muffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I've got until the kitchen scene, so. Um, I like how when Dean throws all the ingredients into the fire, it goes blue. Basic chemistry, always uh-huh. fun. Um. Yes. Human brain is like, ooh, fire, pretty. We love a blue fire here on Word of God. So true. Yeah. Okay, now I'm at the kitchen scene. That was under my notes for the rest. Um, I love how Dean wakes up to the, like, it's so, so quiet. You have to really be here listening for it, but the flutter of wings when Cass flies in, really good. The wing Um, flutter is, like, my favorite sound effect. Um, Also, I love how Cass is just, like, leaning against the counter, silhouetted by the window. It's so good. Yeah, Dean glances over, and it's like, oh, Sam is here, so that's not Sam. Mm -hmm. The rest of my stuff is just me getting all emoji about um, Cass's lines. Yeah, they're good. Um, he's a little bit of a jerk. I love him. He's uh, such a dickhead. He's like, yeah, good job with the case, you know. And Zing goes, you were hip to all this? And he goes, I was uh, made aware. 
Yeah. I wrote in all caps, bitch, with a heart. <laughs> yes. Love when he's coming. I love how... I love how when Dean says, I thought angels are supposed to be guardians, you know, fluffy wings, halo, not dicks. Cass kind of leans forward a little bit and goes, read the Bible. Yeah. yeah. It's Cass really just funny. keeps getting Such closer during the scene. He's like completely yes. in Dean's face in like a threatening way. But with the context of like everything uh-huh. else, there's there's a tension here is the point. Um, yeah. And that tension reads differently uh-huh. depending on how um. you read the scene. It's it's yeah. very funny when Castiel starts saying the Lord works and Dean says, if you say mysterious ways, so help me, I will kick your ass. And Castiel like, kind of so puts good. his hands up like, okay, I won't. Yeah. He's like <laughs> smiling a little bit. It's so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. He is so like he's so willing to <laughs> indulge Dean. Yeah. It's adorable. Also, the, yeah. the I just was just reminded of the, the Rising of the Witnesses, one of those 66 seals. And Dean says, okay, I'm guessing that's not a show at SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, he's so he's such a dork. He's so dumb. Like Cass is just putting up with this. This is literally an angel, and Dean is just being yeah. completely his self around this like scary cosmic being that everyone he's met is scared of. Yeah. Which is of he course why later in the scene, Dean is like, "Oh yeah, great job, thanks so much," and Cass is like, "We've been doing like all these other seals. You know, we're busy. People are dying." Um, you think the armies of heaven should just follow you around, which is very funny considering everything about uh, Cass later. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, buddy. Oh, man. Uh, and he goes, you I'm should so show me curious, some respect. Right? I dragged you out of hell. I can uh, just throw you back in, like, up in his face. Um, very good. It's good. I love when he's mm-hmm. scary and threatening. Also, this is the one I put in the in the chat um, and also the one I drew an emoji next to. Uh, in my notes but he takes like a little step forward and goes i'm not here to perch on your shoulder yeah uh-huh <sighs> i he's the love of my life <laughs> there's sort of an, a thing here like almost a connection between how castiel talks about angels and the way that demon characters talk about demons it's like they're very aware of how humans think about them in an yeah. interesting way, like they're aware of the tropes and are like here to like play into them in some ways, but also like say like haha no in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supernatural is a show that is so self aware that its characters become self aware of their own genre. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean goes, I thought Lucifer was just a story they told at Demon Sunday school. There's no such thing. And Cass says, Three days ago you thought there was no such thing as me. Which yeah. slaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, for part of this scene, I'm not sure which exact section, but um, while Cass is talking, like his face is in focus, and Dean is like a silhouette on the side of the screen. It's so good. Mm-hmm. He's like in shadow. It's so fucking good. Cinnamon topography. Yeah. And after that, I can throw you back into hell line. Cass is just fucking gone. Uh-huh. He looks Very, around and he's um... just gone. And then Dean wakes up. It's so good. Slightly mm-hmm. like abusive parent vibes from this. I brought you into this world. I could take you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like emphasizing, underlining the fact that like this is, you know, either an angel or something that is sincerely claiming to be an angel, yeah. seriously claiming to be an angel. Um, like everybody is scared of Cass. He's scary and like he has power and Dean is being, you know, a little brat. Yeah. <laughs> Dean is mm-hmm. being his little Deany self and Cass is like, You are so annoying. He doesn't know he's in love with him. 
God, the way season 15 really just changes everything about the oh entire God. show in hindsight is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> um, so, yeah, my final notes on this episode, just to go back to, like, this goofy revelations thing. This is... Urban Fantasy loves to do this. It's, like, one of the things that, like... I don't know, always makes me slightly reticent about the genre, just in terms of, like, you know, when you're writing a supernatural story, you want to be able to, like, put your own spin on things. But often those are things that are, like, that exist. Uh, we've talked about this a billion times with the way it's supernatural, like, is kind of... We'll just throw out, like, the names of monsters and other cultures and, like, barely care of, like, representing them accurately. Um... And now it has its own fake version of Revelations, which I don't know. I'm not like bothered by it, but it's always just sort of, I don't know, silly to me, I guess, of like, oh, the secret prophecy that ties into like such and such religion. Um, I feel like Good Omens does this best because like, A, it's a comedy and so it can like play a little bit more into the silliness of it. Like we just talked about of like that, the biker scene uh, and also the uh, the like the way the prophecy works in that it is funny and that it's like just some random witch who like did a perfectly accurate prophecy of like the end of the world into the future. Um, so it, comedy can do this sort of thing a little bit easier. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, this whole time I was thinking of Evangelion and like the dead sea scrolls. <laughs> and it was like, ah, yes, the, the Lilith will come, etc. Mm -hmm. Dean's here to stop third impact. <laughs> You can't make Evangelion references on a supernatural <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it. I can. Even Evangelion has the same um, relationship to religion as this show does in some ways. Tune in in ten years for our Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> podcast. Uh, I was trying. To, I was googling to see if there's any fan art of Dean Winchester in a plug suit, but no, I can't. Can't find one, sadly. Um. Okay, I think we're done here. Yeah, that's the end right. of my notes. My last note is just everybody. three M's and an exclamation mark. Um, I don't have any actor facts for this episode, so um, we're just gonna end it here. We've this this we've gone on long enough. We've yeah, kept you here um, three and a half hours. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Um, next week we will be talking about. I do the four three. Uh, hold on. In the beginning, which is a fun one, and four four metamorphosis, which I don't remember from the title. It, uh, if I say, I don't want to say. Well, the I'm not gonna name. say it. It's a monster of the week. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Read the read the description. I've read the summary. It. I remember it. Yeah. See. Um. Mm. Yeah. And if you are just now joining us for the Blorbo, uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend you listen to the first three seasons uh, watch through, but I understand if not. And uh, if you don't have the time or energy to listen to three seasons worth of a two to three hour long podcast, um, you can follow us on TikTok, as we've said, where uh -huh. we post snippets of our episodes and they have subtitles, which is, I'm sure, very helpful. Um, so you can you can follow us on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Um. If, if, until next time for now we will be um having uh, late night conversations about the end of the world angels and yeah, yeah. there we go yeah.
got it. on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share-alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.